song or two and get into it the bull market back mm. we're gonna discuss today get y'all's takes queuing up the music sorry if that washing machine is kind of loud it's a pain in the ass in this new apartment got this new stand too it's a little swaggy kind of Play a little Maxwell Aiden. Let's see. Carlson's here. We're gonna play a little Let Go quick while I DM this out. Also, I want to change the cover art on this song. I do not like it. My my arms are hairy. <laughs> Paid way too much for this shoot. That's how it goes, man. That's how it always goes. I swear.
know, I'm gonna throw it back. Thirty seconds to Mars. My computer's feeling bitch right now. I've been jamming on Thirty Seconds to Mars lately. Wow. Sorry, the quality's off right now. I'm finding his tweet. Ten to the top.
we got to find that song acoustically. He does it in like Moscow of all places, like five years ago. And he hits that note on an acoustically. That's why I've been saying he's one of the most technically sound, incredible singers I've ever heard. But you all want to come up, let me know. Uh, we get someone in here who wants to kind of talk about Bitcoin and is the bowl back. Definitely want to talk about that a little bit. Meantime, we can jam some music. I sent some invites out. Gas is a bitch right now. Holy crap. I had a mint list this weekend. 500, you're on it. I'm about to snag one in the next few days. I actually got out of bodies. I can play your song after this out of body. Um, super bullish on, on your work. Obviously, 500 too. Um, yeah, I had a two mint list that was growing. And I was like, fuck, I just got to get some of this done this weekend. Um, or this past weekend and this weekend. So I took care of that. Um, and all right, we're not going to play the whole song because he like pausing is, and, and it's kind of weird and this and that. He's a performer, you know, but listen to this shit. Oops. All right, whatever. He's trying to be cool. He's got the crowd singing it. I love how he plays this shit acoustically. He tunes it a little different. This plays like something better. So dark. I can't take the easy road. And the crowd starts singing that. Oh my god, how? Wow. Now they're just jamming on stage. Oh, beautiful. So, so rich. Bury me, bury me. I am finished with you. He looks over at the guitarist who just did a little riff. Like, what the fuck are you doing? This is my stage. <laughs> when artists do that, cracks me up. I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> who cares? Oh my gosh, I love that. All right, we're going to play Out of Body's Drop. Carlstrom, I don't know if you've heard Out of Body. He's definitely up your alley. He's freaking awesome. He is uh, He's awesome as a, as a DJ producer. He's, DJ producer's genre, easily one of my favorite right now in Web3. When did, when did you come in? Like a few months ago, out of body, because I don't know how I missed you for a while. Unless, because I know like everyone at this point, I swear. Like, when did you come in? Um, I was first started in like twenty twenty two. Okay, uh, but I was mostly just doing animations. Then I wasn't really trying to do the uh, push for music NFTs or doing interviews like that. Um, so that's probably why, because I was like kind of more in the visual kind of crowd and everything like that. Um. But yeah, but then freaking, yeah, just getting into spaces and getting more into the music NFT side of things. Yeah, I just, I feel like, I don't know. It's like much more at home for me. <laughs> Definitely. 
Dude, it's a totally different vibe and community. It's like the only zero, like non-zero someone I've kind of seen. I don't think that's going to last forever. Some some people maybe do. I, I just think human nature will take over, but it could last a while. And thank God we're here early. Because it, ha- right. it has to be non-zero sum for it to grow. You know what I mean? And people know that. Um, but yeah. Oh, it, yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's so unique. But um, yeah, why don't, you, why don't you tell us real quick about the drop? Um, y'all check it out. It's a freaking bargain at 0.01. Uh, I got plenty to say about that, but you know, we'll keep it at that. You know, it's, it's, it's fair and nice. You know, you make an ETH off it. It's easily worth that. Maybe I'll list it and list it for five. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> for sure. Oh yeah. Appreciate you so much, man. Uh, appreciate you picking up one of those. It was, it was so awesome that I've already halfway sold out and we got already two bids on the auction. So yeah, it's, it's been super awesome. So much support. And just feeling so much of the love. How much are the bids on the auction? The bid is at right now 0. 0.03. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. What um do you have a minimum? No, I set no reserve. No reserve? Yeah, to make it like as tempting as possible. <laughs> okay. Um what's your if you don't mind sharing, what did you have like a goal of where you wanted to get? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we were hoping at least like maybe point one. That was that was kind of like what we were shooting for to at least get to that point. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, I think y'all can get there for sure. Hopefully, yeah. I, I'm I'm trying and I'm just excited. Yeah. It's uh, they four animations, right? Um, they, you get three extra bonuses for getting the uh, the main one, and uh, we're 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 quite proud of them. I you know, and we're looking at them too because. These are pretty new for us. I mean, yes, we've been working on them for months and everything, but we never really had the full render in front of us until now. And so, like, some of these things are, like, just as new to us as it is for everyone else. And so, like, the ones where we got just, like, the inside of the mouth and was the tree and its reflection of it being dead in the water, we have that just being framed inside of, like, a golden circle that has, like, space behind it. And, you know, to me, I would feel like that's just, you know, a real nice art piece to have, even if, you know, you have like a virtual reality home or something like that, you know, stuff like that, that I just, we're, we're happy with how it came out for sure. I did the thing where I speak on mute. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm assuming I said, hell yeah. And I'm assuming like now that you've done that and learned that whole process, you've probably gotten a lot more efficient at it and, and stuff like that, right? Like, do you plan on doing more animations like that? Oh yeah, especially working with 3D, I've gotten a lot more comfortable with it. Yeah, you know, before we would just use it to kind of set up our 2D scenes where we would like almost like uh, it's like glass windows. That's how I explain it. But we would separate everything and push things back realistically where they would go in 3D world. But it was all just 2D scenes, and you know we used that. It was really great, and that's as much as I really dived into it. But this one, I I got into like model, and then like. 3D um, stuff of that, part, you know, like sculpting and and also procedural uh, materials and stuff like that. That was huge. So now I know how to make gold looking stuff. I know how to make water. I know how to make all kinds of different things. And cool thing about 3D is that when you make something, it's like you have it forever. It's like an asset that you can now put into other things, put into other animations. And it's not going to go anywhere. With this, like 2D, you kind of like you can reuse things, but it's much more like sparing. 
compared to 3D. 3D, it's like you have it forever. You put it in. Dude, yeah, gold is like easily one of the uh, the hardest like colors to get. I don't know how many times I've wanted like gold in something, and I just it can't get there. Even like even like graphic designers I work with, it's like it. it you have to almost like make it speckly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's and I really love that working with the the procedural nodes because of that. Like I can get it's fun. I just look at things in life and I just think. How would I recreate that? How would I do that and like get the textures just right? And I'm, you know, at this point where I, you know, I can do wood, I can do cements, I can do all these different things that I'm just trying to build up in my mind of how I could do that. And and it's just become so cool because now it's not like this thing that's like, you know, a huge mountain. Now I'm more like halfway up the mountain or somewhere. I don't know where I am, <laughs> but I'm much more comfortable than I was before. Um and yeah, it is cool. Like stuff, like you were saying before, doing stuff like gold would almost be impossible for me. Like I have no idea how to do that. Um, but now it's like I have a very clear idea of how to do a lot of this marble, all that stuff. Let's go. All right. Well, let me pull it up. This is Polar Polar Reflections by Adabody. Newer uh, music NFT artist space. It's his first drop. So much went into this. Him and Wifey uh, made an amazing piece of art. Um, Y'all definitely go check it out. It's a bargain at .01. If you want to post it up top, out of body, please feel 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 free. Blech. And um, I'm gonna play it right now. They intertwine the duel. Restart it. All right, here we go. We're all as one. You will only find reflections. Weaved by the way. They intertwine the duel. Paradoxical harmony. An eternal dance. On the axis moody they spin. On the edge of life's wheel. They climb. Terrifying. They are beautiful. Whimsical. They are sublime. To be misunderstood is the mirage of the facets. What they reveal many dare not behold the abyss of low and high the place where dreams are born terrifying they are beautiful whimsical they are sublime in accord with oppositions one finds friends in all places objection belongs revelation confusion being its child Snagged not by distraction, black is but a shade of white. Terrifying, it is beautiful. Whimsical, it is blind. You know that drop's coming.
Dude, it's so ethereal. Is that is that the right word? Is that a good word? Yeah, I, I love that. Thank you so much. <laughs> and the drop, man, it's like I don't even know how to describe it. Like I don't know. You kind of just get like lost in it. I mean, it's got the clock, right? And it, you just kind of like really get lost in it. It takes you like on a journey. Yes, thank you. That's awesome. I love how you described that. That's exactly what my the whole intent was. The uh, I, I even the, the whole thing I I thought of this term because I couldn't think of how to describe the genre, and I I kind of more went with this thing called theatrical EDM, or that I kind of came up with because I was really trying to capture a lot of those things in like cinematics and film score and everything. That's also one of my big loves of producing like. Uh, orchestrations and stuff and to just really pull out those emotions and those things inside of the first part and then when the when the whole thing comes when the edm drop comes it's like to complete the message because it's supposed to be serious but it's also supposed to be fun and that's like where the edm drop is where you, you know like the whole message of the duality which is what it's all about is that it's it's meant to be a somber thing that gets your attention, gets you thinking about it. But it's also one of these things that you can play with in your mind and, and realizing how freeing it is to realize those things. It's, it's very fun. And um, one thing that I really want to show with that is that like uh, the sense of like play where, you know, play is like, to me, the most ultimate, it's higher than seriousness because in seriousness, you know, you don't, you only have room for being serious, right? But while it's play, play can have seriousness and it can have like, you know, silliness or whatever. It can have everything. And play, some of the best forms of play, like football or, or, or baseball, you know, it's, it's so serious. It's the best form of play, but it's because people take it so seriously, you know? And um, I think that that's kind of that kind of sense that I was trying to bring inside of, uh, that's part of the message between the ships and the music for sure damn i never really thought of that dude that's awesome i mean i definitely say with like sports or like football or base like any of these major sports like i call it more than a game you know what i mean and it is play and it's fun but it also is it's bigger than that and to me it's definitely like truly more than a game i mean you look at even like colorado with like Deion sanders coming on and like how it's affected the school with like applications and revenue it's bringing into like the city and all of that stuff and, and i've always said football is more than a game and then like i showed all like a bunch of people that i'm like see this is literally more than a game and that that definitely like touches on that right yeah and it's uh it, it to me I, I love this thing that i uh heard once i'm not japanese and i'm not like super uh, you know knowledgeable about the culture but i heard this one thing um about uh the type of formal talk that they do and it was just really beautiful to me um and it was that they they have this type of formal talk that when they say to somebody like how are you doing or how's your day then you know we we address people as sir and, and ma'am and you know like that's our formal but for them it's the sense of absolute play and everything that happens to them that they're doing and what's going on in life. So, so much to the degree of somebody like if their father died, they would, they would come up to them and their formal talk of you. Um, I hear your father is playing dying, you know, and where that formal talk is uh, really in a sense of like a recognition of the roles that we play, the roles that we 
you know, commit to and do that voluntarily because of, you know, we want to play that role. We want to be a part of that play, the play of life, or, you know, whether it be in your family, whether it be in this society, um, it's, a, it's a form of play, right? And I just thought that that was really beautiful. And, and again, one of those things that's kind of free to, for me to have realized. Dude, that's awesome. And you want to touch on like kind of the Greek mythology aspect of it? I know we've talked a lot about that. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so inside of there, there's quite a bit of mythological uh, figures. The big one, the most obvious is the uh, face of glory, Kartinuka. And that one comes, it, well, there's many different uh, versions of them because you know, there's many different uh, uh, religions that use that face. Um, but the one that I was mostly referring to is the uh, the Hindu uh, version of Kirtimuka with the Shiva Purana, where he is basically in that myth, he eats, he's made by Shiva to eat this other demon because that one demon had come up to Shiva and, you know, thought that he was the baddest shit and said, um, give me your wife, Parvati. Shiva was so pissed that, you know, he deemed this demon straight from his third eye and this is he's way bigger than the other demon. And he, that was Kirtimuka and he said, eat that guy. <laughs> the dude saw the big demon and he's repented to Shiva and said, please, I'm so sorry. And Shiva said, okay, it's all right. But then the demon was like, what do I eat now? And <laughs> Shiva said to him, and there's a couple different versions, but I like the one where he says casually, he says, well, eat yourself. And that, that's exactly what he does. He eats himself all the way until he couldn't no more up until his neck. And the only thing that was left was his face. And that's when Shiva saw that and was just thought brilliant this is beautiful it, it, it was a symbol of many things but the ones the parts that really resonated to me was it's like almost like a symbol of the universe eating itself right and constantly recycling itself like the stars burning out bursting and turning into new stars or turning into planets or turning into to what we are you know just a fantastic idea of this constant recycling and how we like think about this even in our in our world where you uh, can't live without eating something else. You know, it doesn't matter if it's bacteria, it doesn't matter if it's plants, it doesn't matter what it is, you cannot survive without eating it. And then, and if you consider yourself and identify as part of the universe, the universe is eating itself constantly, just like Kirtinuka. And um, so that was this thing that, or when Shiva saw this, he, you know, a lot of the way it goes, the story goes, he put this in front, or they put it him in front of a lot of his temples and it's understood that if you don't understand that message or the message of the face of glory, then you'll never truly be allowed inside of Shiva's temple. Yeah, you can step foot in there, but you'll never be in his divine grace, basically. And I, I thought that was just such a beautiful story. So, and it was very fitting. And then for what I was going for, and then if you go inside of his mouth, because in all of his things, he has a gaping mouth, it's usually open. So he's meant to be able to suck in endless amounts of things. But inside of them, where it got stuck between his mouth, the thing he wasn't actually able to eat was the uh, Greek or a lot of different, it's, it goes into a lot of different cultures, but um, most people are familiar with the Greek version of the Ouroboros, where it's a self-eating snake. That got stuck in his mouth. It was the thing that was too big that he could not eat. And it's uh, inside of the Ouroboros is the thing that is kind of encircling, which is tree of life and its reflection its death and all the things that are associated with both sides it's kind of like meant to be 
And this thing was so big that even Kurtinuka couldn't swallow it. And it's it's stuck in his mouth and it's doing its thing forever. And it's forever stuck in his mouth. Um, it's uh, just kind of like a, a type of symbolism that I was aiming for. And uh, for those who aren't aware of Ouroboros, the self-eating snake is kind of symbolizes the same thing, eating of itself, that same, the, the ever-ending cycles of life, death, and rebirth. And so that, uh, you know, so much to go on about the Ouroboros and how incredible the imagery that is and the thought to have. But what it's encircling is the middle part, which is the, like I said, the tree of life and reflection. And that was actually a directly inspired by a dream that I had like a couple of years ago when I was going through some of the worst times I had with like lupus. I was, um, at the time, I had, was totally undiagnosed and didn't know what the heck was going on. You know, something was going on, but not easy to get those type of answers. You have to go to a lot of different specialists. And there's many people even going to say to me that I was faking and stuff like that. It was just a really hard time, uh, very confusing. And uh, during that time, I would have a, these really wild dreams. And um, this was one of them. There's a lot of things that happened in the dream that kind of made me really rethink the dark side of things. Um, at first, I think like most people at that time, I was kind of more afraid, <laughs> like pain sadness, you know, hard things to think of and swallow. And one of the things that I was going through, I was like, everyone was trying to tell me to be positive. You got to be positive. Don't let yourself go down. That's just going to, you know, it's going to screw you up. You're going to, it's going to be a dead spiral. And, you know, <laughs> but I think that that dream really came out because uh, what the dream was, is it was like showing me all the dark things in life. It was showing me dead trees. It was showing me uh, the, the like a dark night scene and everything. But one thing, because I was like flying through all this, one thing that I had thought as I was seeing it, even though it was death, it was darkness and all that, it was like undeniably beautiful. Like there was like this sense to it that was like, you know, it had its own beauty. And when I had that thought, it like really transformed this whole thing that my relationship with like dark things and that kind of like how I saw it. It, it reminded me of uh, the, if you've ever seen The Corpse's Bride, whenever the dead come back to life, everyone's freaking out at the end of the movie, except for until this one boy recognizes that one of the dead people is his grandpa that had passed away the previous year. And everyone told, instead of it being just the day of the dead, it was like a family reunion. Everyone's like, oh shoot, <laughs> had a big wild party. And I thought that's, you know, along the lines of how I felt, where it's like, there's friends in all places. And uh, and at the end of that dream, the last thing I ever saw that like kind of, you know, wrapped it all up into a bow was I was seeing this big, beautiful golden valley and there was a house, a tree, and there was a pond right next to it. And in the reflection of that pond, I saw the polar opposite of everything on the other side. Instead of daytime, I saw the in the sun, I saw the moon. Instead of a live tree, I saw a dead tree. Instead of birds, I saw bats. Instead of the house, I saw a, a red oriental castle. I don't, I don't know why, but that's just like what was on the reflection side. And it was such a beautiful image that I had always wanted to turn it into some kind of art piece. But for years, I never had the ability to do any of that kind of thing, especially the way I saw it in my dream. And so finally, you know, me and my wife Denise, we've been 
doing more and more of the visual work and getting better at that at Blender, Photoshop, and all that. That we felt like we were finally at a point that we could try to attempt making that art piece. And uh, eight months later, <laughs> this is the result of that, and all the other things that we added as the symbolism to kind of uh, to to really uh, lean into this the message of the original inspiration because that actually the the dream led me to even look into other uh, theologies and mythologies from different cultures around the world because there is even a lot of symbolism that I was trying to see as like I was even thought to myself have I seen this before is there's you know and and it's really funny because looking into the other theologies it's like it was like coming across the same realizations that I had made but people had been talking about it for thousands and thousands of years and so I just really wanted to highlight that also with the uh, the religious and mythological figures that are inside of the piece with it as well. Dude, that's fucking nuts. I, I've written a few songs too about dreams because I, I have I have pretty bad sleep issues too. And I mean, I, it, I don't know if there's ever been like a more powerful driver for me personally, almost more than like love and heartbreak than like sleep and dreams have been. I, you know, it depends on the period of my life I'm in, but it, dude, they're fucking gripping. And some dreams are like, so like I get sleep paralysis, right. And night terrors. And I've never experienced anything more real in my life than sleep paralysis. I mean, it's like nothing is scary in real life compared to that because you're literally fucking awake, but you're being like terrorized. And, um, so many songs have come from that. And it, you know, the original song was written after, um, well, okay, not the original song. I started having them after um, my like dad's best friend and like my surrogate older brother, um, like his, you know, dad unfortunately like took his own life. And I was like 13 or 14 and, and it was like obviously very traumatic. And within like two or three weeks, like I had sleep paralysis for the first time. And so, I mean, it was just like unconsciously, subconsciously so powerful. So I can totally relate to simply like sleep and dreaming, <clears throat> changing like your view of the world. And I exactly. totally understand like with the idea of polar reflections, you know, it makes complete sense. Thank you. I, and I'm just so glad that like, you know, the message was transferred and, really sorry to hear about that too i mean i man, sleep terrors and that type of thing i totally understand my uh, my wife deals with that too and it's no joke for real um, so I, man that sucks but she gets sleep process uh-huh yeah, yeah bro she, it's fucking crazy yeah it, it's scary it sounds really scary and uh and at, at the same time the fact that you're able to turn that into sign is really cool i mean i, I agree with you sometimes just things just changing and there's just like no going back because everything you see it's like with that filter or not a filter but like maybe like something that helps you see better i don't know that's how at least how it was for me but um well yeah it's uh, cleansing right it's the only way mm -hmm. to like kind of cleanse what you're going through yeah yeah exactly so um yeah sorry to hear about that but yeah, no it's all good that. i want to hear that the, the songs now <laughs> yeah maybe I'll, I'll end with it uh it's uh I'm probably going to turn it into some form of crypto music at some point. I got some ideas. Um, it just tells such a story that, you know, I think it's just got to be on blockchain. Um, but yeah, so 
for y'all who don't know, check out Atabody. I fucking love his music. Incredible story. Um, incredible story as well with just like him and his wife and thing he's and things he's gone through and the amount of work that's gone into this drop. That's also a good drop. You know, sometimes people put a lot of work into a drop and then it's like not my favorite. You know, I appreciate the work, but this person not my favorite. Um, but I love I love his his music and his new song and the, and the message. And again, I'm like really bullish. I'm, I'm bullish on everyone in this room, to be honest. Um, a lot of real ones come in here. Um, but let me let me switch real quick to we got this little bowl. I know Fondue's going to have an opinion on it, um, <laughs> but let me get mine out. Um, I, I put something up top. If you all aren't familiar with Wyckoff distribution, definitely look it up because it'll change the way you look at markets um and you can just see it left and right when you when you actually like study markets um and you know currencies and stocks and and trading all of that personally i think you know it, it the, you know there's speculative news and this and that constantly with like these bitcoin etfs and obviously that kind of probably drove it you know institutional money i don't there wasn't any particular news that really pumped it. So it could have been like some insider info that was like institutional. Um, I think that the lows are probably in, at least for Bitcoin, um, unless there's some type of like macro event, like a great reset, like markets going to shit and Bitcoin hasn't decoupled from like the general market, then we may have new lows. Otherwise, um, as long as there's not some massive dump in, in real markets, the low is probably probably in. Or if there's not some massive dump in the next two years and it can get bullish again, um, the low is probably not in. But I also think that there will be some type of retraction. I don't know, maybe back to 30, 27, maybe 25. I don't know. Because I think, you know, it got pumped super hard. So there's almost always a retraction like that. And when you look at the Wyckoff distribution, like I posted up top, you'll see in these major pumps retractions. But overall, I think sentiment's great. And, you know, we're entering a, a, a phase of more positive sentiment. I'm definitely not calling it a bull market back. I think we still got, you know, for it to get really bullish 2025, uh, for it to start heating up probably 24. Um, just when you look at, you know, market cycles in general, and then when you look at the Bitcoin cycles, you know, the halvening like definitely kind of starts heating it up, but it doesn't get completely bullish then. It's usually like still a few months from there. So that's where I'm at with it. Fondue, do you agree, do you agree with me or do you hate me? Um, what, what, what do you think about this pump yesterday? Listen, crypt, crypto is clearly dead. Okay, go, <laughs> no go, go, sell, go sell all of it. What are we up 100% year to day on Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Bro, I'm so for me, see everybody's everybody's following like Bitcoin and stuff as the pump goes. Uh I'm following Solana. Like, oh, we're not here to talk about Solana. All right. Uh, we know that's up two twenty two, all right, year to date. And yeah. I'm I'm with it. I'm I totally am with it. Uh, uh did you bro, buy more I mean, at eight, ten? Bro, I bought it well, I bought a bunch at eight and ten. Yeah. Um, so like I was in there, but I've been buying really the, my last purchase was just two days ago or a day ago at, at 28 like i just bought another another six and a half seven what do you think your cost basis is at this point like 15 20 nah yeah maybe it, it doesn't matter though because like i'm with that solana is gonna solana is gonna crush the previous all-time high during the next bull so it really like 
as long as you're not buying at 150 and 200, you know, and you're and you're accumulating now, you're going to be fine. Um, but if you like wait until it gets to there, then like you're still going to make gains, but it's it's not going to feel as big. Like I'm up, I'm up like $400 in the last two days in, in valuation. So, you know, I'm like, oh, that's, that's a nice, that's a nice. And this, cause this isn't even like a real pump, right? Like this is just the beginning of the movement back upwards. You know, Solana's only back to pre FTX numbers for the first time in what, like, has it been a year? Like it, you know, so it's like, yeah, around a year. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, oh, we've been, we've been suffering long enough. You know, I, I, I love that I'm seeing support too above 28 because that was really the number where we were like, oh, is this going to hold or are we going to get smacked again and just go right back down to like the mid 20s, low 20s? Um, but like you and, said, even if that happens, it doesn't matter. Just buy a little more. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, well, you know, it's just nice to it's nice to see number go up. You know, I, I tell everybody this. The, the greatest utility in crypto and NFTs is number go up. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love that. Can you put that in the comments? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. So what do you think the, about the Bitcoin pump, though? It, a little bit of a like a bull trap. Obviously, we're getting bullish. Sentiment's getting nah, bullish. I don't, I, everyone's going to call everything a bull trap until we're in the bull market. Sure, yeah, sure. You know, like, so no, I, I think it's fine. I think it's just everything is correcting to where it ought to be. <laughs> well, it's so funny, dude. Even if we retract again to like, I don't know, 20... 25 like what's it still going to be year to date up like 75 <laughs> percent like what okay where's the rest of the market at listen when my buddy when my so me and a buddy from south florida both worked for Vail at the same time a few years ago i mean i guess now we're going on like four years ago um but he was next to me spending his entire paycheck on bitcoin at like three thousand like he was like he was like i'm fucking ripping all of the money i have into this right now i'm like yeah i can't be doing that like i'm not in a position in my life to be fucking going that direction but i should have you know he and because that was before the last bull run and so like he went from like 3k to 60k or whatever and i remember calling him up and be like yo you better have made some money on this deal. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I made a lot of money on this. <laughs> yeah, I remember I actually bought it like five or six. Um, I think I bought one whole Bitcoin. Uh, but I ended up like at some point like having to sell it because bills are a bitch. But I, I, I forget to always talk about that. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, I kind of like reentered in like 20 or 21. And then I was like, wait, no, dude, you were here in like 17 buying fucking Bitcoin. But I guess part of me feels like nah, because I had to sell it because bills suck and building a music career, you know, that's where I'm reinvesting the money. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I tell everybody if you're buying crypto, buy it with money that you don't need, because like we're so far away from the top, like the, the real top of all this that like just don't buy it with money you need. Let it fucking sit there. Try not to buy too many JPEGs with it. You know, buy some, obviously, you know, we support each other, but let's be real. Like, you know, there's there's a handful of cryptos that are going to go up and they are going to hold real value because the networks that they're built upon and the technology they're built upon is going to be the future of, of finance and just everything. I mean, look at all the things that are being built on blockchains. So don't fuck up. Don't don't fumble the bag. Just hold on because we're going to get there. We're all going to make it. 
Yeah, man, you know me. I, like I say, mainly Bitcoin ETH, still like some Solana, a little bit of Polygon. And um, I don't know, maybe maybe the rest just goes into like a bunch of shit. <laughs> that maybe, Bro, if you're, not, maybe if you're not holding at least 50 soul, I think you're fucking up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what would that be right now? 50 it's soul, like 800 50, bucks? It's, like, it's just like 1500 bucks. 1500, yeah. I would put more into ETH first, but uh, ETH See, and Bitcoin. Like ETH is it's fine, but your but your percentage increase is not going to be as high. But that's yeah. not what I'm focused on. I'm focused more on the asset itself and 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 what I think ten years from now, bro. But we're still like, like we're still like twenty years, twenty five years from from any real sure. stability. So like you should be looking for monumental gains where you can get them. Yeah, I mean, there's two sides to that, though. It's like, how much do you like how I mean, I have a pretty high risk tolerance, but it's like, how risky do you want to get with it? I mean, I, maybe like 10% of your portfolio goes into Solana and five or 10 goes into Polygon. Bro, I think like I think like 80% of my portfolio. Fuck is no, dude. I'm 44. I'm like 40, 40 Bitcoin. ETH. No, actually, I don't know if that's true, though. It's probably close. It's probably more like 50 percent because I do have I've got I've got Bitcoin and ETH like stashed away on my. So do you consider like, NFCs part of that portfolio or would that be different? No, nah, hell no. Nah. Those are yeah. collectibles. Listen, that, yeah. that's like my I didn't consider my Pokemon cards cash either. And, you know, I'm not considering NFTs cash. A Rolex is an investment, though. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? It is. I mean, dude, my brother's made so much money flipping watches. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah, I think if you're in that, if you're in that, if you understand market, it, yes. and you understand it, and you are you are tied in with the right people who buy and sell those, and have access to the people who buy and sell those, then sure, it can be valuable. Um, but no, I mean, look, I it's like i don't even collect artists nfts because i think they're gonna go up necessarily you know like maybe they will i like collect stuff that i like i collect music that i like i and a lot of times i wish i had more money because i there's a lot more that i like that i haven't been able to collect um but like at the end of the day there's literally no pressure on those artists for the number to go up and i'm okay with that like i don't need the number to go up for me to feel good about my purchase number go up <laughs> it, bro that's it it's the it's the simplest concept in crypto and nfts number sure. go up like that's sure. all anybody cares about when numbers go up they'll go up even higher because people are going to be like oh my god like i got to get in the fomo you know it's like I'm telling you, people are gonna say people are gonna say Solana's too expensive right now at 30, and then when we're at 150, who the yeah, hell is saying that? Well, there's tons of people that. I think mean, that. I mean, I you guess just got like, through telling me you're afraid to you, you don't want 50 percent of your portfolio in Solana. There's nothing wrong with that. Doesn't mean that I don't think it's going up. Uh-huh. It's the means that I like Bitcoin and Ethereum as an asset overall more, <laughs> and yeah. I see there being more risk in Solana's chain than Ethereum and Bitcoin. See. Be- because there's fifty percent exposure to venture capital, they could rug us. I mean, it's that simple. Bro, my, there's, too much, there's, there's too much being built on there for them to just rug us like that. Ain't sure, sure. But I mean, what happens when they, you know, take out twenty percent? They're not going to. This is the thing. Nobody, at some point, they will. Nah. No. At some point, they have to make gains and give it back to their 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 like LPs. Yeah, I guess. You know, that's that is the model of venture capital firms: ten year horizon. Well, but so, I mean, basically you're saying numbers are going to go up and then they're going to pull some money out 
and number will go back down and then you buy more when number goes back yeah. down and then number will go back up again and then you <laughs> you know it's like we just got to ride the waves uh, I'm ready for this one. The last one I didn't understand, like riding the waves and and cashing out in profits at the top because I was buying at the top. Like this is when I entered the NFT ecosystem, Soul was like two twenty, and I just remember being like, "Holy fuck!" Like these guys are minting for one Soul. You know, if I want to buy a few, you know, I'm spending like three, four, five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars. Like, oh my god, get out of here! I, I couldn't rationalize it then. But that's because I got in at the top. Anybody who got in below that, like, of course, you're you're going to be willing to take the risk and and spend a soul here and there if there's projects that you think are going to, even if they're going to pump temporarily. That's the I'd say that's the tough thing about the soul NFT market is like anything that does pump usually comes back down just as hard as it went up. Um, there's just you know there, there's a reason they say it's the Solana pours, you know. <laughs> That's an expression, the Solana pours. <laughs> oh, bro, there, bro. It's, I'm telling you, like, I'm I'm in deep in the in the Solana ecosystem, and like, yeah, there is, you know, all the whales who have lost a ton of money in this bear market because they they believe too heavily in JPEGs. Um, that's like the biggest talking point is just the Solana pours fucking everything up. People flipping for, for penny profits and, and crashing the floors is like, it's, it's a big thing. Like soul will grow up eventually though. Like I really, I actually am, I'm, I'm about to reach out to, uh, the Boombox marketplace. Um, they, they've got a decent music NFT launchpad. And like their transactions. Who, who is it? Uh, it's Boombox. So they're. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've I've talked to them before. Yeah, like they've got you, a few team solid. You like them? I mean, I like the concept. I don't know yet. I'm not. I will not sign off on the team yet until I like speak with them about kind of what their plans are going forward. I did like join their Discord, and there's not like you know there's nothing going on in most people's Discord. So like that's not really the sign I'm looking for. But I was like reading through announcements and kind of seeing what they're doing. Um, you know, they seem a little more focused on this collection that they dropped. You know, I don't hear them talking a ton about the marketplace, but it's like, which isn't the always the best sign. It's just the transaction speed and the, and the low cost for a layer one is just unmatched. And so like, if they can get their shit together, like I'll, I'll drop a collection on there for sure. Like I, most of the people that follow me, you know, it's like, you would think that it's a lot of ETH supporters, but I've got a ton of Solana support. I mean, there's but, a lane there for you, dude. You could be one of the bigger, um, you know, Solana NFT artists. Well, and it's like, if you, I mean, if you go on Boombox and you listen to like what's on there, there's, all, there's some stuff that you're like, okay, this is fine. Like this is, this is on point quality wise. Um, and then there's a lot that you're just like, how did anybody think that this was worth dropping an NFT for? I don't know. Um, so there's, I, I think that there's a lot of room for growth over there. Um, but like, I think that's the future is multi-chain, right? So like, you know, I think it'll be a, a combination. Like, I don't think I'd ever just release on Solana. Um, yeah, I don't know. See, you know, we'll see what happens. This is this is where the the market changing is gonna. Is right gonna... now, I would only do Solana and uh, Bitcoin, like an ordinal, but that's just so expensive. However, I would do like maybe like non big project, non project, 
you know, like a concert take like tickets or this or that or small little collectibles. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would maybe do like a Solana or a Matic, but for a project, yeah. I'm still ETH. And then yeah. one day Bitcoin. I mean, I'm in agreement. It's just so expensive to drop on ETH. Um, you know, especially if you're dropping a big project, like even, in, even when gas is low, you got to just consider like, fuck, you know, you're going to spend some money to drop a big project. You know, I can't even I mean, imagine. yeah, dude, I think it cost me like to deploy the Karenomore contract like a grand. Yeah. See, it, bro, it, it would cost you like 50 bucks to drop that on Seoul. <laughs> it's like it, cost, it would cost you nothing to drop it on Seoul. And like, again, it's the, the chain and the transaction speeds and the consistency, even under really heavy network pressure, has been really good. So like, I really, you know, I agree with you, like not every chain, you know, when I say the future is multi-chain, I'm not meaning like we're going to have hundreds of, of chains in the future that we're going to be dropping stuff on. Like, no, not a chance. Like it's going to consolidate. There's not, there's just not enough liquidity in crypto for it to make sense for there to be all these offshoots. I mean, I got, you know. I've been talking to Rack, like right, perfect, perfect example. I was talking to Robo and Rack about Stargazer because that's where they've been dropping their NFTs. And I checked it out and it's like, you know, the user interface is too complicated. The stuff doesn't all work. Like it's all the all that stuff. If you're struggling like that already right now in a bear when there's not a ton of people like with eyes on all these platforms that you got to get that in gear because uh you know, where the only way you're onboarding new people is through like things being smooth and easy and accessible and that's it. And so if you're not able to do that right now during the bear, I have a hard time believing you'll be able to do it with any consistency in a bull because the pressure is on. Like once the bull is going, the pressure is on. Like you better be ready for, for what comes because it doesn't take much to turn people off. So you've heard of this like dark sharding thing I've talked to you about? With like how they're gonna speed up ETH transaction fees, or speed speed up the network and decrease fees. I'm trying I mean, to find a video of it. I mean, I feel like I've been hearing for years that they're gonna do this. And, oh, for uh, sure. I mean, that doesn't mean I don't think they're not gonna. I think he takes seen, his time. Yeah, we've just we've only seen. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I I have a hard like I have a hard time believing they're gonna be able to reduce it too much more than what they have. Um, if they can get transaction fees sub, you know, sub a dollar on layer one, then, you know, now you're talking about something that, yeah, why, why go anywhere else? Um, but like, I don't know, I'm still paying $5 sometimes to move my money across wallets. Like that's, that's fucking stupid. Say the last part again. I said, I'm, I'm paying like $5 sometimes to move money across oh, wallets that. on ETH. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, get the hell out of here. Like, that's that's just absolute nonsense in, in this day and age at this point with what I, you know, like I said, I came up on Seoul where I'm spending fractions of a penny to move things around. And I'm like, yo, why can ETH not do this? If Seoul can do this, why the fuck can ETH not do this? Well, I'm about to show you. I'm about to show you. I'm posting this YouTube. I mean, it, watch it later. He explains roll-ups and sharding and, and, and where they're trying to get. And I think it's obviously a long ways away. And I think even, you know, they get the speeds up and 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 uh, cost down. Like, there's still room for Seoul. Because by then, I mean, it still could do another take another two or three years. Who knows? Well, right. Seoul's already there. So like, that's, 
Soul doesn't have to figure this out. Like it already, it already all exists on Soul in terms of price. And yeah, they just need cost. to, they just need uh, to figure out better uh, security and uh, decentralization. Because they, they wasn't there. A t- I don't know, two years ago, a year ago, where they paused the whole network for like half a day. People were pissed. Yeah, I mean, but that's <laughs> it was fine. It was. Fine. I'm, I'm playing some doubles advocate. I do remember that, you know, but everybody freaks out at anything, right? Like these are still like development tools. So like sometimes there's work. Yeah, but you get the maxis in your ear and they're going to blow you up. (laughs) Like the market, sure. People are like, whatever. But then the maxis will be like, (laughs) yeah, but that's everywhere. You know, no matter what you get, everybody thinking that (laughs) everybody thinking that there's only one direction for things to go. Everyone thinking that they're the only one who's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Rack, how you doing? So anyway, recap real quick. We, we you know we're talking about Bitcoin. And I know we always just go around in the space and shoot the shit, get serious, whatever. But um, talked about Bitcoin, uh, bull market back, Wyckoff distribution. Um, talking about Solana with Fondue, the ultimate bull, the head of Solana should be the CEO, as well as Ethereum sharding, or I think they're calling it dark sharding now, which is how. Their plan is to lower transaction costs and um, and uh, speed up transactions, but I think it's a little ways away. But if you have time to listen to Vitalik talk to Lex Friedman for three hours about it and have to replay every second five times just to understand what he's saying, go ahead, because you will get more bullish. Otherwise, uh, you can just listen to me, um, and that's the spark notes. <laughs> but yeah, Rack, what's going on, brother? Or nothing, dude. It's uh, it's just great to be up here with you, Chad. And I couldn't agree with what Fon's saying there more because we took it upon ourselves to say, right, okay, well, we haven't done the MetaMask uh, snaps. Let's go and do this. We sent Bruce out. He's in the DMs. He wants to rope himself. So there's two teams working on this at the minute. For Fon, you wouldn't believe the stuff that's going on in the background. Just tonight, what you said there about Stargaze, you can see, uh, or Terra Spaces was here, but that'll be clipped. Like, that'll be with the team in the working group. They've literally put a working group together since Friday. So, Maxwell, uh, we had that show with you guys last week. So good. So much knowledge. It was such a pleasure to be here. We dropped on Friday. I know it's cheap, yeah. We've had that conversation, but we've done 190 copies. And we're just like, wow, okay. Uh, this changes the situation, you know. And then Stargazer's like, Holy shit, okay, well, this open edition mint is working. Now, I have come up here to say one thing. Like, kind of all of us guys, we're native, you know, we've been on that, like, on the great IBC network for like over two years, yeah. But just to be able to see uh, how it worked, anybody up here right now, anybody, you know, if you wanted to be like live online, if you wanted to actually go and like listen to the track, literally said, in my personal opinion, Leap is the, the ultimate wallet. Uh, for Cosmos, but if any one of you guys wanted to stick like Leap Browser on right now, and then just in the DMs, just drop your stars, and I'll send you the stars to go and mint, so you can go and see the experience of what it's minting, like live online, it's up to you guys, I mean, you don't have to, but I will do it, though, no problem at all. Uh, Leap, Leap, I mean, if you're on your mobile, the mobile Yeah, you can, you can uh, just drop it in the comments. Yeah, the thing, the thing is, though, Robo, is like, this is, we talked about this the other day, where I was like, you know, yeah, it's great if you can get stars to us and we go and use the platform. But like, 
eventually you've got to have the onboarding for people who are not the artists to make it as simple as possible. And it just so it's it's just so complicated to go and buy another. Okay, though, I mean, fun. Can I ask you a question? One of the big things about what you did with Arbitrum was that you could buy it direct with your credit card, right? With optimism, you mean? Oh, sorry, dude, did I get that wrong? Sorry, optimism. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arbitrum. Um, yeah. Well, so it's like on on Sound, they have it set up through Optimism where you can use your credit card to buy it. So like the transaction fees are basically nothing. It's like a dollar uh, most days, except for yesterday. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday fees were just bad across the board. Um, but yeah, like yeah, you can just use your credit card. But I even went in to try to do that, and it wouldn't let me change the number. Like they, it's they either have a minimum purchase set or the site wasn't working to like change the number. And these are all things that like, bro, that's, I mean, it's really tough to onboard people when things aren't working. And that is why there's a discord, like literally it's a, it's an exclusive like Rack FM records discord channel with the founder of Stargaze, Jorge and the BD guys and a couple of like marketing guys and a few others like you've got any idea how seriously the people are taking it right now uh, and I will say about the gas store and about congestion so yesterday I sent Bruce I was like right Bruce here $25 a min funds get on MetaMask as if you're just a pure native you know nothing and make a tutorial and he's still I mean he's in he's in talks with the team now so like fun we get that this MetaMask uh, snaps is not perfect and some of the team are like, well, just use Squid Router. And I'm like, bro, you don't realize that's not what we're talking about. I want someone to open up a MetaMask wallet, right? And literally two clicks, three clicks maximum, and you buy that NFT. There needs to be a dopamine hit. There needs to be like, duh, duh, duh. The, the dopamine's gone by the time you go through the drama of hitting the mint button. And the, the thing about uh, mint and NFTs is there is a certain element of dopamine associated with hitting a button that says mint. And then you get that little like flash up on your screen. It's like, da-da, you've purchased this. And you're like, oh, this is better than a credit card, isn't it? That, that is an And that's what needs to be cured as well as the other things do. It needs to be so simple, yeah? I have, I have a question for you, though, Robo. Like, an honest question. Why, like, why Cosmos? Like, why why that chain? Why, why the Stargazer platform? Like, what's, what sets it apart from what already exists well it's bridgeless isn't it it's bridgeless the whole thing's bridgeless right so and they've got even a more intelligent thing right now where forward packing in their data uh, so a lot of people don't understand the underlassy I'm, I'm moving around the house quickly i'll be quiet uh dude uh, this is the thing about cosmos right is that we're like oh we're going to do no marketing from day one because they're all plebs, man. The, 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 the geeks, the people that run the entire thing. There's that much drama and politics. It's ridiculous. But the underlying tech is the best there is. Like you, I heard you talk about Solana and I heard Maxwell talk about. So it wasn't just like once or twice. I think Solana's been down about five times. Uh, a couple of chains have halted. But basically, dude, it's bridgeless. So the, the fees are non, like non-existent. There's no latency. With Celestia now, Celestia is just launched. So if nobody understands what Celestia is about to change the entire like blockchain world, Ethereum will try if they're going to keep up with Celestia. What's going to happen in the next like six months? But like, bro, it's it's kind of like trustless. 
bridgeless. We haven't got to worry about, you know, what, what if you use wormhole? It's already been hacked. I'd be paranoid to death. Renbridge already hacked. Paranoid to death. Like, like, how many things have been hacked? How many bridges are caught? Like, whichever bridge they are. And take, take ZK, look at Polygon. How many people can close Polygon down in one second? If those couple of people got together, they can just close Polygon down overnight and take the money and run. You can't do that in Cosmos. You can't. It's impossible. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there there wasn't like a right or wrong. And and everything's you know everything's one hundred percent governance, don't you? So you know the validators can vote, but the uh, the stakers can obviously vote and override like the validator. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's it's one hundred percent proof of stake, right? So it's a real proof. Solana, Solana is actually like quite controlled. The uh, validators set of Solana is really centralized, unfortunately. Do you know something else? I'll be honest with you. Thor is. And yet people talk about Thor as being the most like decentralized thing there is. But, like Thor I think there's, I mean, there's like a competition. You've got to have like so much money to be able to get in the validator set on because of the uh, fraud proof system that they uh, use to utilize, right? I'm a, I'm a tech geek. So I understand like the narratives between, you know, ZK rollups, blah, 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 fraud proofs, like optimistic uh, rollups, et cetera. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a geek like that. But bro, you're totally right about the music. We, I mean, Finn, Finn's now in the DM saying, right, how much are we charging now then, bro? I was listening to the fun doing them last week and he said, I'm getting orders from the boss, man. Yeah, that's funny. Um <laughs> I guess, I mean, I don't know. I've got kind of like an unconventional take on some of the like centralization first versus decentralization. Cause Ooh, I, I want to hear that. I want to hear that because he, I, I agree with, you know, the, the centralization, decentralization stuff that rack was saying. And that's why I'm like an ETH maxi Bitcoin maxi. I want to hear your take fondue. So it's, it's tough, right? Because and I'm not like, a maxi. I would still hold, you know, again, 10% Solana, whatever, but that's still a maxi. One, one second, bro. On one second, I'll give you the mic, but he said, he said, F Maxi, is that because I, what, is there like, what, 40, at the last count, I remember, there was like 47,000 validators on the Ethereum active set, is that right? It was around 47,000, yeah? Uh, I Which don't is know, it may be less. I'm not sure. I want to hear Fondue, though. Well, so, like, look, I think that, I, I think that the, the idea of full decentralization sounds nice and in a lot of ways is nice right you know the the idea that we're not controlled by any one entity entity and that you know this like it's like a perceived protection right that like okay well we're you know we're protected because i don't know if it is perceived it is is it though because how many people have gotten rugged on these chains with no fucking consequence to the people who are doing the rugging like i don't think that well you now can... you're getting into like regulatory landscape right i but, think that's but, totally but, different but, though but that's not the know, point of crypto regulation and is that fully decentralized that's not the point of crypto is it's anti-regulation well and that's why I, you become like a bitcoin maxi to a degree right i mean I'm, be... and i'm saying that 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 this is where part of the problem is is this idea that full decentralization is the answer i don't know that i fully agree with yet i haven't seen a system put in that's what you're saying that can protect 
the user. Yeah, but the, I think that's the, on the adoption curve. I think that's for tech to like really advance. Again, we're still so fucking early. But eventually so. something is going to be regulating it, right? Like some, it, whether it's a person, an organization. Of or course, but they're only going to be regulating it in like maybe one country where another country isn't being, isn't regulating it that way. So, you know, because it's international, like because it's borderless, you're never going to fully be able to regulate it. Yeah, that's, this is, but this is why I, this is, I don't know. I have a hard time seeing it as a 100%. You know, it could be a 90% or a 99 Well, honestly, I think that Bitcoin's literally the only one that's fully decentralized. I mean, ETH, like, even has, like, forms of centralization to it. Right. Well, and I think we're going to see moves more to the middle on that. You know, I don't think nobody nobody wants anything to be fully centralized here. Nobody wants anybody to have that level of control. But at the same time, people want to be able to trust that, like, yo, if somebody fucking rugs an entire collection and fucking rugs millions of dollars from people, that there are legit consequences to those actions. And you're right now, as it stands, you're you're just not seeing that enough. And yeah, you know, there's regulation of the chain or there's holding people accountable who steal. Right. But I think the only way you're going to be able to do that is with some regulation of the chain like i don't i don't we'll know. see i don't think they'll be able to regulate i don't think they'll regulate bitcoin it's do, do you know i was gonna say fun fun can i just come in here one second so you do know about onyx and that right it, it, like you obviously know about like the settlement uh the in the bank settlement layer blockchain the goldman sachs uh has got uh, called onyx that uh Kadana, uh designed for them the two guys are geniuses by the way but basically i'm gonna be honest with you now uh, and and because we're talking about Ethereum, which is just obviously moved from proof of work to proof of stake. We're talking about Bitcoin. Maxwell's like, well, that's the only one you know you can trust. Blah blah. Uh, banks, in, well, it, I don't want to call them banks. Institutional uh, organizations, right? You know the type I'm talking about: Goldman Sachs, blah blah blah. The rest of them, right? They will not use proof of stake. That's it. The only people actually that are interested in using uh, proof of stake in that are uh, people like, uh, say, I'm Commercial Bank, for example, who I work for out here, right? That uh, are validators on injective protocols. So if anyone, you yeah, but I don't care about CBDCs. No, like, no, no. I, ah, ah, there we go. There we go. But banks don't trust proof of stake just to establish. That's all I wanted to say, basically. The, the one that's not their settlement. Yeah, but that will be the work. ultimate war, right? Is is over CBDCs, potentially the ultimate war. Banks, banks don't banks don't want really any of this. Like they're being forced. Their hand is being facts, forced right facts. now. Facts. And that's why I think it's already too far gone for it even to be fully regulated. But I, I, like, I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about the interbank settlement layer. That that when when JP Morgan and, and Goldman Sachs do a huge deal or blah blah blah, there's a merger acquisition, whatever, right? They are using like blockchain at the minute. Like I said, Onyx is the one that uh Kadena guys designed for the, the the don't trust proof of stake. You'll not see unless we see what ha is happening with Siam Commercial Bank and Injective, where the validators, you see, banks <laughs> are only going to trust proof of stake if they're a fucking validator and if they're really high in the active set. That that's a differential. Nobody wants a trust proof of stake at the moment. Proof of I work is fine. I think proof. the banks are fucked. Like is is like the simplest answer. Like I think that these banks are fucked. They, yeah. They, they're in trouble. Like they're, they're it's almost like a major label, right? They have to adapt or. Yeah. And, and I think, and I think to, to your point, Max, a little bit, like, 
I think some of them are a little late to the party right now, and they're going to find it very difficult to find their way into those positions, and they're going to be forced to accept terms that they didn't want to accept or that they're saying that they don't want to accept now. Um, you know, exactly, is- man. I use an analogy for that, which is Uber, right? And Uber basically broke an assload of laws at the beginning, right? Um, they were ignoring a ton of regulation, a ton of laws, but you know, their model was just grow like a fucking banshee and they're going to have to change the laws because it's too adopted by the public at that point for the, for, you know, Congress to move fast enough. And that's exactly what happened. And I think that, you know, blockchain is even further ahead of that. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I mean, you know, they're going to, they're going to go down kicking and screaming. It's not, they're not going to go down easy and they're not going to accept the reality easily. But, uh, yeah, I just, you know, it's, this is the, the label example is just a perfect example because there's tons of people from the, from traditional, you know, web two music success that are struggling to figure out how to insert themselves into this new, you know, this, this just new iteration of music and because it's against everything they believe in yeah well and i think a lot of them thought that their success was going to carry over you know i think a lot of them thought that oh well, i'm already famous so it's going to be easy to get people on sure board exactly dude, i fundamentally 100 percent agree about that i've talked about that a lot but that dude that's bullish for us for being honest because oh, my 100%. take is once it gets like a bull market and i've talked about this a lot and you know we just got to stay teamed up it's like we need to get loud as shit about any major, you know, major label artist who comes in being like, hey, what are the intentions here? Hey, is this a rug? And just really team up so that, you know, we hit the algorithm and we see retail, you know, we're able to reach retail. Yeah, I've been calling them hoes out. Yeah, I mean, I think we all have. <laughs> and again, I'll be honest, too. I'm, I'm fine with some of these major label artists if they do it the right way that's fine because that's good for us too in the end to a a degree right maybe they're going to take up a little more market share but it'll also prove to the market what a good nfc is versus a bad one and everyone wants to get in early that's part of the value prop with an artist that like maybe hasn't popped yet you know what i mean so call out the scammers and you know we can support the people who are doing it the right way but it, it we're so far away from that and the, and the artists that would maybe have the good intention have already built communities like that so solidly in Web2. Like, there's no reason for them. Like, there's no reason for Taylor Swift, I mean, maybe, to, like, come over. It's too risky for her brand at the moment to, to come over here. And she's already built a community in Web2, um, mm. how you would build a community in Web3. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah that's a, sorry, Ada. My bad. No, I, you're good. I, no, I, I just, yeah, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I agree with that. Like, you know, why would they at a certain point, you know, it could even be risky, but also I just wanted to like tag on to the last thing about like what the, the banks and everything and that being compared to like music industry and all that stuff. One thing though, that I had like a thought of though, was that, you know, of a, another direction it might be able or something to compare it to is like, like what happened with Netflix, you know, like at first, they like dominated and anybody who didn't switch like the you know the the classic the story of how blockbuster like laughed them out of the office (laughs) as they were trying to you know merge with them or offer them you know half and half of the company but then you know you fast forward like you know like what 10 years later and you start seeing that there's other things that like the 
like it didn't like like blockbuster obviously died off you know but there's other things that happened in response like now you have disney plus coming on you have like hbo max where there's a lot new more ways and it's not just necessarily just straight up competition it's more so like the old method coming back but we're changing up its way so like i mean i wonder if anyone has thoughts of like what the banks could do to like kind of play that type of hand where they come back but then you know obviously like change up things i mean i kind of guess that it makes sense that you know they just have to change in order to be a, a rel- uh, to, to be a little here's what i would here's what i would say on that i think i think it's hard to compare what what's happening with netflix and disney plus and all that to the banks because like the product of what you know what the the tv and movie industry has is desirable to the general public Whereas, like, I think the general public overall, unless you're rich as fuck, you, I don't give a fuck about the banks. Yeah, they don't like fiat. Like, fuck their products. Like, fuck their offerings. Like, there's not enough people who would support that. Whereas, like, with Disney Plus and Netflix and Hulu and all this, what it comes down to is, like, how good is the company at negotiating the deal for the product that the people want? And that's kind of allowed them to gain market share. And they're just basically passing a lot of these back and forth, right? Like, you know, okay, it has a deal with Netflix right now. And oh, shit, well, Hulu now signed this deal. Like and, friends. Oh, yeah. And oh, and now it's Peacock. And like, so like, they're going to get tossed around like that. And I think that pr- I would have to guess that there's, you know, I don't know, collusion is probably the wrong word, but it, it maybe is the only thing to describe what's probably happening with the CEOs of these companies. Because like they're not generating enough new content that hits as hard as some of the old stuff, especially so like, right now, dude, with all the strikes. Yeah. So without passing it around, like you're going to see the death of more industries. And I think that they'd rather just split it up and keep a majority of the money in the hands of the same people that have had it for a long time, you know, but it comes down to the product that, that that's my greater point. No, so how does a, a bank, how does a bank adapt is like out of body is kind of what he's saying. No, they're fucked. I already told you they're, they're, they're fucked. They're fucked. They're they're gonna be they're gonna be adapting by being absorbed by something that already exists. Like they're they're long long term. You know, we're talking fifty years. You know, it's nothing's gonna happen quickly. You know, if anything that I've taken from my dad, you know, change happens incrementally and very slowly. And just because like the whole concept hasn't changed yet doesn't mean that things aren't changing in that direction, like one little step at a time. And it's a lot of times it's really hard to see in the moment, but then you get 10 years down the line, you're like, oh, holy shit, like this little piece and this little piece and this little piece, all these things were leading us to where we are now. So I think that, you know, 10 years from now, we're going to see how how all these little pieces all these little you know the ftx collapse i think is going to play a role in a lot of this like i think there's a lot of pieces that are moving already that it's hard to see at this moment i mean we're here so i think we see them (laughs) at least with the music industry right i mean it's fun to be here because we see it who is oh my gosh someone talk someone talk casually what's up brother Doing good. How about yourself, man? <laughs> no, 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 you too, Adam. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, mean, I said casually, but it's all right. I thought you, you know, were saying like talk casually. Doing pretty good, bro. Doing pretty good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. I saw, I, I saw your, uh, you know, you're still, you're still grinding, Ooh. grinding the mint. Love, yo. Love thank your, you for your advice. Yeah, right, bro. I told you. Know? you. 
I told you yep. there's there's one Seriously, way. Thank you, everyone, for everyone's <laughs> advice. I've been I have the same thing. You guys have been so exactly. helpful. Yeah, yeah, this is the alpha space. This is where we get the we, we get the big dogs out here. Maxwell, Maxwell, can I can I make an announcement? Can I make an announcement? So obviously, Fon knows everything. Yeah, re, 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 make it real quick, and then I want to hear more from Casually okay, about his drama. Very quick, very very quick, very quick. Uh, yeah, dude, we'll archive you like you show for free. Like we'll do production value. We'll archive it. Like it'll be on Terraspaces forever. But on Spotify, if you go to Spotify, Terraspaces, yeah. You'll find Maxwell's shows. If this is the show every week, like we're going to do this for your bro, because last week was electric. So, yeah. Okay. Some days it's just degenerate. So use discretion. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, it is, it is recorded. I, I'm, I'm afraid for when AI is able to like step in and listen through every fucking space in like 20 seconds. Like it's going to happen. So it's like, oh, they're never gonna find this. Like, no, no, they they found stuff. You can't, you can't record it. Though. You can't record it with AI. You know, you can't record it unless you're paying for the API. Twitter's API just went through the roof. Like, uh, we had a guy that was doing the AI recording, and Twitter's API just went, no, you're gonna have to pay like silly amount of money. So what we do is even more unique at the minute. Yeah. Yeah, it'll it'll get there though. But yeah, just use discretion, Robo. You know, we it's we got good. We have good spaces, and we have spaces that we wouldn't ever want to see the light of day past this moment. You know, let's be real. That's but, your call. Tell us, tell us, tell us the, the good oh, ones no. like this. I mean, tonight's been amazing. Tonight's been unreal. Listen, to you guys, I'm telling you, I could I, you could sing the phone book for me, no problem. Well. No singing, no singing at this hour right now. I'm actually, I'm, I'm gonna hop off here shortly and go do some work and get myself ready for Art Basel and because I am, I am going. I haven't bought my flight yet. Are you gonna go, dude? Who are you staying with? Who are you staying with? Hold on, hold on. All right, I lived down there in South Florida casually, so I'm staying with my family. That's that's number one. I'm from South Florida. Um, but so like I was gonna buy my ticket the other day, and uh, I won't I won't call him out because he already feels bad enough. Um, but somebody gave me advice to wait until Tuesday to buy my ticket because oh, that's shit. when the algo resets. And right now the prices are one hundred and seventy five dollars higher than they were the other day. When I no, dude, buy. they know that now. That doesn't work anymore. They yeah, they, so, they know that everyone buys on Tuesday because that was a rumor. Well, go to Google Flights, dude. They show yeah. you the. Like the graph on when like it's usually cheapest. So yesterday, yesterday it was double the price, um, and today it's only up 175 from what it was. How much so does like, it cost for you to get to Miami, dude? It's like 150 from from Atlanta. It's if like, I was flying from Denver, it'd be different. I'm not flying from. I'm not trying to drive to Denver to fly out of Denver. That's a four hour drive to go and do that. And like we were doing the math, it was basically for my girl. It was going to be 16 hours of travel plus like $220 in gas for the drop-off pickup, drop-off pickup on both ends of the trip. And so it's like, I'd rather just spend the 200 bucks here and fly out of Grand Junction and save the 16 hours of drive time when I live, I literally live 10 minutes from the Grand Junction airport. So like, no, nah, um, I am a hundred percent going either way. Like I, I'm going, I've- Are I'm you gonna play a, play a show? So I've got right now, like this is all, it's all up in the air right now. Nothing's been solidified, but I've got a handful of people. Cristiano's putting a show together. So like, I'm sure I'll be doing something with him. 
Um, I've talked to a buddy that I knew from high school that is a is a rapper down there, and he's got a couple venues and a couple gigs that he's already lined up for Art Basel. Um, so like right now, I'm just trying to find out what the entertainment budget is for these venues and like what they have as far as like PA systems and stuff like that. I, I kind of imagine I'm going to end up organizing a show across that weekend. Let me let know me know if you need some help with it. Yeah, I don't know that it'll be in Wynwood per se. Like a lot of my contacts are in Hollywood, but I don't I also don't know where the venues are. Hollywood's kind of far. Yeah, well, guess what? I, it's kind of far. That's that's where my connections I, are. I so if I can get us paid up. to play, if I can get us paid to play a show, ain't nobody gonna care how far it is. Oh, if you're, if you're getting us paid, fuck yeah, I'll go wherever. That's what I'm saying. I'm not trying, <laughs> bro. I'm not going down there to organize free shows. Okay, I'm going down there to organize getting paid and making enough money to cover our expenses throughout that weekend. So like, I'm going. I'm gonna go either like Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday night. And then I'm not coming back to Colorado till Monday. So like my goal is to have like one day off with the family and then book shows through the rest of it. Like that's, that's it. Yeah. I think I got one right now. I, I kind of want to talk to Christiana too, but I have no idea if like he's probably full or I heard it may be acoustic or this or that or I don't, whatever. I, I don't even think he knows all the details yet. I think the only thing that he's locked up for sure is, is a venue. The venue. And like the rest is like figuring out how to. It could be fire, dude, because I heard it's a small venue. Like it could sell, like we could sell it out. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Look at, I mean, bro, I, I already, I saw Joe Ryan was trying to go. I saw like, you know. Like I, I may be bringing friends down too. You yeah, know what I mean? Let us going. I mean, the thing, I'm, I'm also talking with Taylor because Taylor said he may, he may have a good, um, a good like Airbnb hookup down there. So like that would be a situation where I might go stay down in Miami with everybody. But like, bro, I don't care about driving into Winwood from fucking Hollywood where my family lives, where I could literally stay for free. Like Winwood's on Miami. It's on, it's in South beach strip, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not re not exactly, but it's, it's around there, but it's on that strip, right? Like when you go over the bridge, yeah yeah it's all it's all i mean bro we're talking it's like a half hour drive from from where my family's house is like i don't mind doing a half hour drive to get to see my family and save some money where i can now but again like if i can get all if i can get enough gigs booked where we can make enough money to cover the expense like i'm just trying to break even on my trip i don't need to make money on this trip i just need to break even so like, yeah, I, it's a lot of things are uncertain at this very moment, but I have things that are, that are easily, you know, I can lock them up immediately if I just book the flight. So like, uh, you know, accommodations are going to be okay. And then I'm just kind of playing it by ear. Everybody's saying that nothing really gets solidified until the week before. And I can't wait. Which is wait so that. annoying. I can't wait that long to book a flight. Like I got to right. book the flight now and, and trust that it's going to happen. And worst case scenario I mean, it's happening in December. Dude, so worst like, case, we meet so many people. Yeah, well, and like, and I'll, Art Basel is the most fun of all of them. My biggest worry is because I'm not really, I'm not playing live right now, and so I don't have money coming in. But by December, that's like I will have already started my gig in Aspen. Um, I've got, you know, my next drop is is coming next month. Um, you know, I've got, I actually just saw the, uh, it's not quite finished, but the almost finished artwork, 
Um, so I'm, I'm super stoked about that. So like, I have some things that it's like, oh, this, this would all cover this trip also. So like, as long as it's covered somewhere outside of like my credit card, which is what it's all going to go on initially, <laughs> as long as it's, as long as it gets covered by something, by the time I get to that point, then it's fine. I, I don't really care. You know, it's like, Bro, I've been I saving up them motherfucking points, man. Yeah, I, I don't fly enough to get points. I mean, I've got points on my credit card, but not enough for any flights. You know, it's like I don't spend enough money. I'm, well, dude, I'm, and they're all changing their point structures because they're all going broke. Yeah, like, well, because man, point structures are fucked next year. I'm like, why am I? Why? Am, why do I still have this card? Like, this is yeah. ridiculous. Everyone's freaking out. Chase all them. Yeah, you yeah. got to use it. Use it while you got it, because eventually right. they take that shit away. Right. <laughs> For sure. I mean, it got so competitive and, and then like now everyone's worried about the market and it's like, dude, why do I have this like utility card in the first place when it's, you're about to like cut the, like the Amex is like 5X points when you buy flights and you can apply that to flights, which is crazy. And now I think they're going to cut it to like three or four, which is ridiculous. Isn't it, isn't it crazy that the saying can go across even into web two? The only utility that matters is number go up, bro. Dude, yes. You know I put that in the title. <laughs> I mean, I, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Isn't that the big pitch of all the BSPFP project is our utility is number go up, wash, trade, rug you. <laughs> yeah, well, they leave the rug you part out. They they leave that out. They don't they sure. don't actually tell you that. They 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 let that part be ambiguous. Yeah, we're undocks, we rug. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, but doxing doesn't matter either, bro. Plenty of dox people rug people too. Like the whole idea That's facts. Being, That's facts. The whole idea of being doxed does not protect you from being rugged. It just gives you somebody that you a can new level of trust. Yeah, yeah. Well, it gives you somebody you can blame after you get rugged. You know, you got <laughs> you got literally somebody specific to point to rather than just a PFP and a But that will group. catch up with them, dude. With like when when you talk about regulation and laws and all that, like that I think will catch up. It depends on the number. I, I think I'm with that. It's not going to be worth it for a lot of these people to to like get chased after. There's just not enough money involved. Um, but just wait till some billionaire's kid gets fucked and he p- gets pissed off. <laughs> They're screwed. Yeah. Bro, I got I got rugged once for eight. It, literally, the whole the project generated eight hundred dollars, and the founder rugged. And I'm just like, yo, this is like his. Did he die? Like, uh, no, he didn't die. He just disappeared. <laughs> like, this is the thing. He didn't need to die for $800. You only need to die if you're rugging like millions of dollars. <laughs> Rack, what's good, man? Oh, bro, I was just listening. I mean, he's, th- he's talking about our oh, puzzle. Uh, so, and uh, I kind of, I never, I always forget. Is it NYC, NFT, or NFT, NYC? Did either of you guys uh, go there? this year no i was brand new to i was brand new to the music nft scene uh, at that point i so i missed that i missed all of those events this year this look i'm not gonna drag myself out to them without gigs you know i'm a musician right so like if there's gigs i will happily drag my way out to anywhere in the country um and you know then you know we get to a bull run and i can you know I can launch a, an album collection that I really want to launch. That's a different story too. You know, I'll, I'll be happy to go travel around the world to go. But dude, you tell, like you talk to people who sold the big collections and even then they're like, I mean, it's good to go out to like meet people like Bill talks about it, but he's like, I can sell more of my collection during one of those big events than I will in person. Granted, you may meet some whales 
right? And that's the other thing. You know, you know, it may not be minting right now, but you meet a few whales and they're about to go mint like crazy. But other than that, you know, I've talked to a few people. Yeah, like, I'm not I, I'm not saying it from a perspective of like being able to mint because I went to that event. Like those events are like you said, it's networking. That's that's the big component. And then for artists, I think it's performance opportunities. You know, and I think if you're an artist who doesn't do a lot of performing, you need to get into that because like, yeah, there's a certain level of doing this stuff on Twitter spaces and launching NFTs that is good, but to build your artist brand and to build your, your, you know, your fan base, you are also going to have to find ways to play live and find, you know, cross these people over. Cause like, otherwise I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't see what the, I don't see what the point is of, of not doing it. If that's you're not the reason I asked you. That, that's the reason I asked you for it. I've got to say, guys, I'm going to lie to you. I'm, I'm not that guy. It was a big disappointment to hear you two have a conversation about like flights and stuff. You shouldn't be having it. You should be getting red carpet treatment. Like, I, I know I've fallen and I've listened to them for so fucking long. I, like, I was bubbling a little bit earlier, like, from thinking, really, like, is this the conversation that people are having? Like, this shouldn't, like, oh, yeah, man. you it's do. It's fucked up. Bro, I mean, but, but it's years of abuse and trauma within the music industry that people can still get away with it. And the only way we can fix that is if all of us artists like band together and say no, but someone will always undercut that because they want the exposure this time. It's a vicious cycle. But isn't that, isn't that the old, isn't that the old adage of the struggling musician? So like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm nearly the struggling musician thing is something I've heard since I was a kid, since I was born in an English speaking country. Now, listen, Guys, you didn't need this. I'm telling you now, if I die on this hill, Stargaze are going to become the band camp of music. Like, Because people are like, we want to be the Spotify of music. No, you don't. You want to be the band camp. Like, that's the next it. Web3 band camp, on-chain, 100%. That's what's needed. I mean, I don't disagree when, with that. When when Stargazer when Stargazer is ready to uh, to fly the artists out, you give us a call. We'll be there. Like this is the thing. Like we, there's nobody well, who's well, turning you out. Right? There's, look at your DM. No look at your I, I I will eventually. Um, I'm on my phone right now, walking around my house. What did uh, I say to you though? What did I say? Yeah, no, no. If you were, listen, if you were on Stargazer last year, you would have been flown out to NY uh, NFT, whatever it's called. And I'm the dude that flew your woman in from Spain, man. She had like massive like screens that were like core sponsors. Like last year in NF, NFD, NYC, whatever it's called, they like Stargates were one of the major fucking like proper big sponsors, like dude. They were everywhere. Well, you, bro, let's, we can talk. I listen, like I said, I'm, I'm trying to go. This is, so this was like a thing during my hockey career too. You know, I, I coaches, my dad, everybody was like, look, go where they want you, you know, go where they want you. And the people that find out about us that want us, they will they will make it happen. And the ones that don't won't. And, you know, that's that this is the game as an artist that you got to play a little bit where it's like, oh, do you just if you're really in it for the long run and you're really in it for, you know, what ultimately becomes a successful career? You sometimes just got to put your foot down and say, oh, this, this is fine. If, it, if this year isn't the year that people recognize the talent and are going to pay to get it out there, that's okay. Like, bro, I've been, I've been playing for exposure my whole fucking life. Right. So like, yeah, and you online know, I'm so more exposure. I'm going to piggyback on Fondue real quick. Like people in Atlanta all the time for years have been like, why aren't you doing shows? And I'm like, because I'd rather build up more demand online so I'm actually getting value for the show I play. 
right? And that's like what, ha- you know, you pick and choose shows then, and that's what happens. You get paid a lot more. Um, I don't, otherwise, I, you just get you dragged through the mud. I, I agree with that a lot, too, because, like, I don't remember the name of the band, but there was a band a number of years ago, never played a live show, only released music online, built up this crazy, crazy following. And this is, like, pre-music NFTs. Built up an insane following when they finally played their first show, sold out thousand people first show. It wasn't even. Which you know how good that makes you look, dude. And that's part of the other point. It's like, all right, that demand's not built up, and now I play, and it's like ten people. It's not a good look. You build up the demand, like, and we're just gonna keep it a buck, right? Social proof matters. But you build up demand, and your first show is a thousand fucking people, and everyone's posting it. That next show may be two thousand people because it's a scene. Now other people want to be there because they're having the best time of their life and put it on their story. And everyone's like, who the fuck is this band? How the hell do they sell out a thousand people? Like, I want to go next time. Do you know why I'm so passionate? And on that point, Maxwell, this is why I'm so passionate, right? Is because I've introduced, like, like I, I was the only one in, like, my fucking circle or whatever. And it, it involves, like, devs and, you know, not just one L1, other L1s. Like, I have a decent circle. But everybody, when he came on the show, everybody that got introduced to fun, nobody said, oh, I didn't like that or that was everybody's hitting me up the next day saying, what the fuck was that show? What's going like? And I'm like, whoa, there's something there, right? So, like, my passion comes from the fact that, like, I've introduced, like, fun to a couple of hundred people, and everybody's like, when we're going to say, like, this, your man, like, you know, put it, put it down. But also, you guys are talking about this, and I said this the other week, the video on demand, like, Am I going to go and buy funds NFT? Yes, I am. Whether it's on fucking optimism or wherever it is, right? Or let's say on Ethereum. Am I going to go and get this latest stuff to support them? Because I want to listen to it. Yes, I am, right? But what do I want to pay more for? A single or a live lounge version in a, in this little studio with a video on demand, maybe like token gated and like I will pay for that like I'm, I'm i'm sitting here as a consumer i'm not i'm in the robo business head of me thing i'm not coming up here like that with fun i'm talking as a consumer i would pay for a live lounge like video on demand no i like that but I think they're, they're two different things you know like that's purchasing a moment versus if it's just a song it's a multitude of potential moments you know what i mean I was. Actually- I would buy both. Oh, I would buy both. I buy oh, both. Yeah. That's the thing. I think the video on demand and the single. Like I'd buy both of the. Didn't like right years ago when I was a kid. Right late eighties when I was collecting and stuff. We used to buy like we used to buy the single and then a B side and then I remember when the EP would come out and then the album. Like that's the stuff that Finn's talking about with the four EPs to create the albums. Like this is we have to go back old school. And I say that is like the vision where you can just drag something out over a very extended period of time. But like instead of you guys as musicians in the past where you've been in the studio for like 18 months to produce an album and nobody's seen anything from you over that time, you can be out regularly, just bang, 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 and then we wait for the final product. Like, so, uh, I'm, uh, next, next year is going to be huge for music NFTs. I'm so pumped right now. I, I really think that that depends on your goal as an artist for doing what you're talking about. Because for me, I actually think that all the all those live moments, like Max called it right, like these are these are moments that you're talking about that get created from that like live atmosphere. 
for me, I like keeping those to those one of one of one experiences. Like if you weren't there and you didn't get to partake in this, that will encourage you to be a part of it the next time. And if it doesn't, that's okay. But like to tokenize those moments, I I don't know. I don't know that that's on my horizon personally right now. Like cuz that's like that's like there's tons of moments on these Twitter spaces. <laughs> that were great, but I wouldn't necessarily want to turn them into a collection. Like, sure, you can go look and, and listen on, you know, on Terra Spaces or on, you know, wherever you find the space. If you if you bookmark the space and you can go back and listen. But like there's something to be said about making those moments like just one of one experiences. And for me, the the one thing people have told me day one since I came into spaces is, oh, your live performance can sometimes be like this. It can sometimes be like this. Like, it, you know, you don't really know what you're going to get. I'm like, yeah, that's the point. Like, you know what you're going to get with a recorded track. You know, you know, you, you know, the level of quality you're going to get with that. And then the live in that moment experience performance of that track is going to be different every time with me. It's been like that since my first band. There was not a single show where even the same song that I played was exactly the same from show to show because I just don't do it that way. Like it, it's all it's all kind of figured out. Yeah, the- but I mean, video video on demand doesn't mean live, and you can talk and get it. So, like, say, like something like Omniflix, right, which is like the other. NFT marketplace, the only other one on Cosmos, right? So, like, you could, let's say that you minted an NFT, right? You could say, okay, and especially with cross-chain NFTs, uh, ICS 721s, so that are like, dude, the test and everything's done. It's been going on for, Jesus, uh, since January. Like, you, you're about to say cross-chain NFTs in a way you wouldn't believe, right? So, like, you could mint on Stargaze. Anybody that bought it, right, they will be token-gated into your video on-demand-like channel, They'd be the only one be able to say that like video, but it doesn't have to be live. It can be recorded and still played on the video, but you can only get access to the like like live video of seeing you on the guitar when you're happy with it. Like you could do like, I'm not being funny. I know how this shit works. You could do 10 in one day and then the one that you're happy with and you go, that's the one. Then you just put that on the video and then the people that's minted get a token gated into being able to watch you in your little studio doing like a live performance, which is like, that's where we have to go for. Yeah. maybe. Well, I mean, that's where some people have to go. I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing that there's, there's, there's value in that. I, I think that, I, I think that it, it makes it too easy to just let me, let me speak to the one of one real quick. Like my first NFT I ever sold was a one of one. And it may be the per- perfect example. It was a one of one unreleased music video. And I just um, auctioned it and it sold for an ETH. Right. And then I gave him utility. Right. I gave him like a commercial license if he wanted to license it somewhere. So it incented both of us. Um, and so I think like, yeah, music videos, uh, maybe. I don't know, maybe a live performance, but you know, I, I, I tend to agree a lot with like what Fondue is saying, but there are definitely opportunities for if it is like on demand or if it is a video to make it a one of one and then let the market kind of decide how they want to price it. And, you know, maybe one show, if you do a few shows, right, one show gets bid up a lot more than another show because that's what the people are resonating with. Can I, I, can I, I have a, can I have an argument against Sound XYZ? So Fun launched on Sound XYZ, right? Stop me if I'm wrong. It's Wait, this is, a to- this is a total tangent. <laughs> this is a total I'm tangent. Sorry, I'm just going to say, hear me out, hear me out here, because I might be a daft lad, but I might have a, 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 a thread of sense. So if you launch on Sound XYZ, right, 
you only get in the traffic that's like particularly like you like we we, we talk about stores you know and about football etc right like do you want to be on a platform where they're selling like you know a huge amount amount of like say just say like you know pfps or whatever like a, a pure nft platform or just a music specific platform because and it's a dap not a chain obviously isn't it better to have a chain where there might be like a music app like built on it in the future but Aren't you limiting your audience? Like, haven't you got to drag your fans over to the new music only? Where are your new fans? Because you're not on that platform. And that's where yeah, I think Stargaze with fun would change. But the platform, but I, I think the point is the platform doesn't matter. It's whatever, you know, like, yes, the answer is yes, right? Like, yes, you do have to bring your fans over to wherever you're releasing. Which is, you know, it's it's fine though. Like that's the music NFT scene. Like you're you're doing that no matter what. Like I'm bringing all I'm bringing Web two fans that used to come to my shows when I played them in South Florida into NFTs for the first time. Half of them still don't really know what they bought. But I was like, yo, here you here's the process. Here's what you can do. You can swipe a credit card. Like they don't fucking know that they're getting a free drop on the next one, like half of them have no clue because they're not, they're not in here. So like, no matter what, you're going to be drawing people to a platform. And so I think the idea that there's just a platform out there that just has tons of people purchasing, you know, purchasing NFTs as like a general statement. It's like, it depends on your price point. Yeah. Let me take you back off you right there. It's not the platform is the artist. Right. I mean, I'm that's just looking to build my thousand fans. You know, I'm, I'm just taking a percentage. What's up, Jake? Sorry, I didn't want to cut in, but I was going to say it's definitely the artist, not the platform, because the platform yeah. is just enabling the artist to create that market and then taking their percentage. Right. So to me, it becomes all right, like as the artist, you know, maybe sure, some platforms may be easier to bring people to than others, but what platform is serving you the best and serving your vision the best? I mean, I mean, I think big projects, I'm still a massive fan of if, if uh, you should have your own smart contract. It, it goes to the point of what I messaged you about Robo2. It's like my fans right now are Ethereum people and Solana people. Like that's that's what I've built on since I came into NFTs. So like music wise, it's all pretty much ETH with like a few exceptions with Web2, you know, I, and then a few exceptions from some soul projects that I'm a part of. But like for the most part, my my collectors are on ETH already. Like that's you know, and as I develop, as I develop a new demographic of collectors, then maybe that starts to change with where I drop things or or how I drop things. But like that's this is where like I'm with I'm with Cyber and Max that it's it's ultimately on me to draw the attention to what I'm doing and wherever it is. That's that's not going to matter so much. The collectors are going to go wherever i bring them if i add enough value to what i'm releasing you know if there's if what i'm releasing holds value in their in their minds then it's not going to make a difference where i go you know so like in the early stages now i'm going where there is the least amount of resistance to me getting my my first drop out and like getting that that base of collectors and as i get as I notoriety is maybe wrong term, but like, you know, as I, as I build that community, it gets easier to say, Hey, I'm going to go do this drop over here. And here's, here's why. And, and here's why you should take the time to learn about this and, and also go over there. 
you know? So it's like, I think it has to do with a lot of like stages in your career and a lot of what your goals is are. In, uh, yeah, you got to intentionally build and you have to really think through how you want to build something. At the end of the day, you're building a house, right? And so you really intentionally need to think through how are you building this? Okay, first drop what's the goal super limited that i or do i want to make it broader to bring more people in where am i minting it who's going to see it etc all right drop after that or am i going to add more utility to now lay the foundation of the house that i can gamify more over time as i build the house upward jake what's going on so um i'm going to use an old quote that i really like and some of you might laugh at me for using this you got to be like water man you got to take the path of least resistance and you know what you guys just said is really true and i would say the path of least resistance right now is either being on OpenSea or creating your own smart contract kind of like uh i can't remember the name of it i think you used it uh maxwell to yeah, create I mean, your project uh, i can't remember the name of it well shit i use the dev for caramore um there's a website where you can basically create your own smart uh, contracts mid, and mid customize products. your drops I have I have a few comments on that. Um, we can talk offline. Um, they're oh, like yeah. template sites. Yeah, they work. It depends on your goal. No, no, that's right? not what I'm talking about. Um, okay. This is like uh, I'll look bonfire? it up and send it to you. No, no, no. Uh, hold on, I'll I'll look it up and send it to you on the side. But I'll, okay. I digress. The the main thing I see right now in the space, and this is where what you're talking about is really important which is you just onboarded a bunch of web 2 people right and most people don't think about it that way because they're like onboarding people into the space onboarding people to my art yada 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 no you're really bringing people into a whole new different area of technology that they have no idea how it works they have no idea what the value is they have no idea what any of this shit really is and then they see people selling art for like tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on platforms like super rare and that's where i'm going to go with this which is that is a really big platform so if someone like you can get on super rare and sell your art and things like that it's great for your notoriety and community but it's very difficult to get on that platform and then you have to start doing things like minting your own projects on smaller places like OpenSea or creating your own smart contract with a dev or yada, 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 to be able to build that community so that people come to you and not the platform. And that's kind of what I'm getting at is that's the big difference between a super rare and like an OpenSea is people are coming to the platform, whether they're coming to you. And I think if I'm fondue and I'm assuming this is probably what he is maybe going to do. And and I'm not going to say this is your roadmap, but it's like, okay, I'm going to (laughs) go over to sound and build that initial kind of like base or awareness. But then I'm going to drop a big project. And now I'm going to bring that over to my own smart contract where I have complete, complete, um, you know, control, because I think that that is something that is not even touched on at all right now that is going to become very relevant there's inherent risk to minting on certain marketplaces if they're like a deployer wallet or if they own the smart contract. Like my pitch to a collector is like, hey, I own this smart contract. It goes through fucking me. You know what I mean? Uh, if, a, if a marketplace gets hacked, everyone could be in trouble. But if you own your own smart contract, I have to get, I'm solely responsible, which yes, could be scary to a collector, but at the same time, when you, you know, it's all about creating trust with those collectors in the first place and consistency, you know, to me, that is a much more valuable NFT. Bro, don't be, don't be giving away my roadmap. All right. Like, don't, don't be out here telling, telling people my ways. Bro, at the end of the day, like, I mean, obviously like 
I, I think that's one of the best roadmaps at the end of the day. Like people who are here now know that that's probably the best roadmap. And it just comes down to like, is the music dope? Is the art dope? Is he executing? You know, if he's doing that, I'm fucking in, you know, Bro, I mean? wait, wait, wait till you see. Yeah. Look, I've got, I've got two more drops for sure. That are, are you giving go. the full roadmap now? <laughs> yeah, no, well, I, I'll give you, no, alpha, I'll give you like, fondue alpha. I, I'll give you, I'll give you to, to, I don't want to call it like the end of sound for me because like I may find reasons to drop on sound again. Um, I was, I'd like stepped into dropping on there with like a very cautious, cautious hand overall. Um, because look, I think that, I think that there is going to be, you know, while I agree with Robo that like, you know, the future probably is something more independent than a Spotify type deal on the blockchain. I think that we'd be foolish to think that there's not going to be a version of that on the blockchain. Um, and so then Dude, I had there to absolutely work. will, especially with AI. AI starts creating all this music. Okay, how do I verify that this is original song from me? You put it on chain. Exactly. So then I was like, then I was like, man, should I really even drop on sound? Because they're pretty much already saying in their terms that like they're not going to cover you for retroactive streams. And, you know, I, I feel like there's potential that your your drops pre-streaming model won't even you know just will not even be in your control once they go to streaming and i you know and so i know that going into that so i was very cautious but also their app very easily downloadable from from the apple store you know right so i you know i got it from the app store very easy to understand very familiar feeling I, you know, I, I think that they could be one of those ones that ultimately goes to a streaming model and they have a lot of the foundations for it in place already. So like, well, what's, uh, what's, what's curious though, is I know Audius like kind of is one of the streaming models. And I think some of their investors have also invested in Audius. So there could be a conflict of interest there, or maybe there ends up being a merger. I think you end up seeing, well, this is like everything, right? Like we're not, I, again, you know, I, I love that right now it's the wild wild west and we have a million chains and a million fucking apps and everybody wants to start their own marketplace because they're all doing it better than the people that exist now. Like literally I, I laugh when I see new marketplaces coming up, not because I, I don't think that people shouldn't pursue like what they want to do, but sometimes you're swimming upstream with that shit. And unless you have a ton of money behind you to, to really market and push those things correctly, it's going to be an uphill battle and eventually it's going to consolidate. Like that's the reality. We're going to be consolidating into like a few cryptocurrencies and we're going to be consolidating into a few marketplaces as time goes on. This is what happens in every fucking industry. And it's not going to be any different here because we will be spreading the market too thin. If we keep just launching new marketplaces after new marketplaces, after new marketplaces, you know, like, uh, yeah, and, a, and dude, the herd's gonna go where the herd's gonna go, right? Yeah, and the herd, and the herd tends to, and the herd tends to centralize themselves into a few places they're, that they're familiar with. Yeah, it, mm -hmm. and that are easy, that are easy to use, and very straightforward. And so, yeah. So look, I've got two more drops that are going on sound for sure. Like they're already, they're already set to go. That like that's where they're going. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've got support in that realm. Uh, after that, I'm definitely leaning in the direction of what you're talking about, but a lot of it depends on the market, right? Like I'm not dropping. Yeah, it's it. all going to be timing. 
Bro, I'm not dropping a big project yeah. right now. I don't I don't have a, a Jaden following. So like I wouldn't even consider dropping that right now. And that's just that's not even to mention the fact that the market is tough right now. Like it is tough. I'm with you, Fondue. Rack, what's going on? Oh, dude, sorry, I had to swap devices because I've got the dogs out for a walk. But I would I, listen, please bear in mind when I speak, I'm neither a musician or a dev. Uh, or a gamer. I'm just a, a dude, like the literally found crypto. Oh, like, dude, we and, love and, your takes, man. You, you don't need to even make that caveat. I think it's great to have right. a debate in new takes. I'm just going to say this. I think the it's not the platform, it's the artist. Attitude needs to stop. And it needs to be like, you need to look at the blockchain or the DAP as like your bus to work rather than like your manager when you get to work like i understand in the music industry why is a come to web3 because there's always been this hatred about you just get fuck all i mean that's basically at the crux of the entire the, the artists have been shafted for generations let's not get that wrong right let's establish that but it like if you just can work with these guys like and, and really understand that hey these are give like for, these just want to facilitate things like they want to enhance facilitate they're not the the you know the the manager that's going to take you 30 percent or the record company that's going to you know take over your bloody your ip for the next like 25 years or whatever and it's i'm listening to you and i'm like oh, i get it i really get where you guys are coming from but also being like a man in the middle and that's trying to help out finn and everything else in the background i'm like well there needs to be some like give and take and also i'm going to say this as a caveat very quickly fun could say now, if he wanted to, he could jump over to, say, Stargaze, right, and do one of the drops, right? He might bring 10 fans, but he'll gain 200. And the thing is about that is that those 200, there's probably about 150 of them that would follow him back to Optimism. You see, he might only get 10 following from Optimism into Cosmos, but the Cosmos kids are very, very savvy with... Like, I'm on Arbitrum, I'm on Optimism, I'm on Polygon, we do that. Like, we're on every chain because we're, like, we're agnostic. People think it's this, like, closed ego, but because we've got all of these IBC chains connected, we're like, no, nah, no, nah, bro, we're like, 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 dude, I'm not shitting you. Like, imagine, like, just coming over the Stargaze, bang, one hit, you get 200 fans, and you're taking them back over to wherever you want to go next. For the record. That's possible. Just for the record, I'm not against I'm not against doing special drops and doing, you know, and going and, and exposing myself to new groups of people that are using these platforms. Right. Um, so, like, I just want to make sure you know that, Robo, like I'm I'm down to do it. Listen to this. I've had two. I've had sorry, three top class artists reach out and say if fun came off the Stargaze would do his art for free. Like you got any idea, bro, how much people want to like like see artists succeed like i'm all about it right now this is what i'm doing here on a space at one o'clock in the morning is because i believe in you guys you're doing the right thing you're changing the status quo the shit that we've had to put up with for two years three years in crypto you guys are changing it and i'm gonna back you all the way well we we appreciate that robo for sure and uh and yeah look i again so i'm down like i'll just say this we're we're recorded space i'm down to do a drop on stargazer but it's not going to be one of the next two, right? Because the next two are slated. I'm not. I'm not moving those from sound. Those are going to go there. And like, here's the difference too. Like, so hip hop artists seem to be able to do it the easiest. 
these guys fucking shell out tracks like like they're taking a piss man i've never seen so many drops happen from the same artist in in such a short period of time that's not like that's not the way singer songwriters operate like i have a bunch of songs that need to be recorded need to be arranged need all this stuff it, there's no it's not getting dropped tomorrow you know it's like it, uh, a lot of this stuff takes time to build you know whereas a hip-hop artist can go and get a beat and drop a verse and like boom it's a record let's go time to put it on chain so like the speed with which singer songwriters are going to move is just going to be a little bit different but so i'm down but i will say also i'm i'm old enough to know that while there may be some degree of hey we're and this is not a, a towards you i'm talking about like towards towards chains towards marketplaces like they're not bringing you over for the good of their heart you know they're they're not bringing you over because you know they just they they just purely and unequivocally love what you do and they're just gonna do it for no money like nah come on man the businesses are businesses all of these places if there is that level of desire to have an artist or have somebody go over there that is because in the long-term vision they see that as being beneficial to their business and so like i'm an artist who fully understands that and i'm also okay with that like there's nothing wrong with saying yo i'm trying to run a business having this person come over here and do a drop will be good for business because it will drive business to our platform but like i just won't i won't ever just sit here and say oh they're just doing it because they love my music you know they just love they, these guys all just want to help these artists just want to do this art for free because they love my music yeah maybe the first time you know, maybe the first drop, they want to do it for free because they love my music. But like, why should anybody do something that they're very good at for free? Like, I'm going to be the first person to say like, yo, you shouldn't like you if you're that good, even if you want to help somebody out and you want to give them a discount and you want to, you know, you want to make it easier for them to do that. That's great. And I can see from a business standpoint doing that. But at the end of the day, all of us artists are here to try and turn what we love to do into a career that is something that we can continue to do. And so unless you're just independently wealthy and you just have the biggest heart on the planet and that's why you're going around and helping everybody, there's going to be a business component where their interest will be affected by, you know, by these things, you know, their financial interest will come into play. Fun, can I ask you very quickly on the, like the price front, uh, how much did it cost to uh, create the collection on Sound XYZ? And was there obviously like, did you have to do any coding or was it like straightforward, like input and metadata in a drop down box? Or? It, it was straight. It, so it was straightforward. Add the, add the image, add the audio file, add the, add the little like song bio, whatever it is that anybody wants to put in there. Um, and then if you've got pre-sale stuff, you just literally put the wallets into, you know, into a box and, and you're there. It cost me, God, I mean, I want to say it cost me less than $5 to deploy all of that on, on sound, like that hundred piece collection on sound. Um, it was, and it, it, was, was, it was, it was limited. It was limited or a hundred pieces. I, I limit, right? Yeah. So I, I, I almost limited it to less than a hundred um truly like i, was I, I like there. that you did 100 dude it, it worked very you that was awesome it I mean, was yeah. 100 pieces i felt like was like this good middle ground like i definitely feel like i've merited enough attention to drop a exactly collection exactly um i definitely the quality of the song like of the recording and of the finished product was on point 
How did you do the art, by the way? I, I, what, what? I, I don't even know if we've talked about it. What was the art? Because art's great. I, I did, because people keep saying it was great. I don't even want to tell anybody what I did. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait! No, 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 no! Is it from like a region that we talked about? No. With AI. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought you were talking about something else because my buddy got on me about the. No, colors. dude, that's not weird at all to have someone from a different dude. Fucking Care No More's visualizer. I don't know if you've seen it. My the first NFT I did, um, that was international too, and they so, fucking crushed so it. So I had no plans. I had no plans to do this particular piece of art. Like this art. Like this is how I knew that I had to drop it because at the time I had kind of forgotten about the art when I was ready to drop it, and I was like, oh fuck. Like I I kind of had this vision of what it should be, but also like at the same time, I didn't really get to put as much time into that as I had wanted to. And then I was in this weird position where I was about to hop on a flight in like, like I needed to go do a four hour drive to Denver to hop on the flight to Michigan. And I was like, fuck, like if I'm going to drop this, like I need to figure something out. So I spent like two hours that night kind of like working through some generators and stuff and finding, you know, finding something that was at least close to my vision. But I have an artist like that I work with on a lot of other things that I had intended to go through because I'm big on hand-drawn art. Like I I'm, I have nothing against AI art, like clearly. Yeah, um, I think it did. There's more luxury to it. But I, but I also was in a position where that was, it, it was either that or delay the drop. And it, the mindset I was at the time, I felt like if I delayed the drop, a week that I might've delayed the drop for a month or two months or three months. And I've done this to myself enough in my music career that I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to let something like this stop me from this moment. I'm going to find art that I'm happy with and I'm going to make it happen for this. And then I'm going to do better on the next one. Cause like for me, it's all about improvement. You know, this is, this was my first drop in NFTs ever, like ever. So I was like, okay, if this is my starting point, this is the level of quality we've got with the production. This is the level of quality we've got with the art. Well, the next drop is going to be a step up. You know, it doesn't have to be 10 steps up, but it is going to be a step up. And every drop I do is going to be an improvement on the last. Um, so like the art that I have coming out for the next two is going to be completely just on another level. It's all hand drawn uh, by my homie. And uh the concepts were like a married, like a married idea between what I came up with for the concept of the art and what he came up with after he listened to the song. Like we didn't even talk about what I liked or wanted to see at first. I just gave him three days with the music. And I said, look, take these three days, listen to these songs, come back with some ideas. I'm going to come with my ideas and then we're going to figure out where, where it goes from there. And like, he just had, these completely different things that I had never thought about, which this is stuff that you can't do with generate like AI generated art. You can't have a conversation really with the AI, you know, the AI creator and be like, yo, so what, what are your ideas for this? Like, you know, they, it's, it's not going to feel the same, even if you could, you know? So I, I really wanted that human to human connection on kind of coming up with the, uh, the final thoughts on that art. And so yeah, I've already seen. Yeah, and think about AR art too. Like, it still it still needs quote inspiration. So if you come out with something original, that's going to drive new inspiration in it, within the AI. You know what I mean? Of course, it can get creative, but obviously, oh, yeah, it's drawing on it. inspiration. Yeah, can yeah. I chime into this? Yeah, please. Yeah, please. please. I actually disagree with both of you because most people who use AI are using uh, 
what is affirmed as a monetized form of AI, which is like XYZ let out open AI, which is using chat GPT or Optimus or whatever. A lot of people make their own AI and actually will consult it themselves using these. I think that's, I think that's different. Well, that's what I mean is uh, I think that most people, let's say 98% of people are only using things like chat GPT. And I actually disagree with that because it can do what you're saying. It can't do if you create your own AI. Yeah, I do. I think that's completely different. There's way more. Of a human I'm, a, I'm a fucking noob. I'm a noob. So there's no way I'm creating my own AI right now. <laughs> I'm an Uber nerd. So don't feel bad if you don't know what I'm talking about. No, yeah, I just knows, don't even Jake, understand it. Jake okay. knows all the tech. Yeah. body, What's up, Jake? But yeah, Jake's my homie. He's from Atlanta. He, he's he's definitely a nerd. <laughs> I'm, we're all nerds, though. We're here now. I'm a total I'm sure nerd. nerd. No, I was just. Uh... Just jumping into that too, uh, but like uh, Elsa had a question, but just uh, you know, I I and I've dabbled with the AIs too and the AI animations, and also have gone into like, you know, uh, getting with ChatGPT to get better scripts for the different things, and you know, as an animator, there's it to me that's like one of those things. Like it's just so much purpose goes into so many details, and there's so many things that like like even the color scheme, but not just that. I mean, like to organize that with a person, it's like you kind of need that other person. Whereas like chat after a certain while, after I push him to a degree, he just starts outputting things. He just, he's just not yeah. there. You know, he's just like, he, he just gives you the same set of things, but there's a little tiny bit of a different angle. And you need somebody who can truly have an imagination, who can really think and associate thousands of different things with what you're trying to portray so i don't know i think that that's the issue with the open source ai i was referring to it's it's trained on a certain data set and it's trained to interact with people in a certain way because it's a proprietary service right but um you can technically take that and develop yourself training on an open source uh data set and actually have real conversations with them Literally, um, so for an example, I think a project like that where people knew that would go hard. No, that's not even a project. Like I literally have that. No, 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 on no, no right now. I'm saying a project to utilize that would go hard. Yes. So I like, I'm not going to shill my shit. I'm not even going to say what the name of it is. I have a project that I did like that, where I basically only consulted an AI in the development of everything, created the imagery, everything like that. Right. And it was an AI I built, not like an open source chat GPT AI. So people are doing it. They just don't talk about it because that's where the real money in AI is. Yeah, I, I feel guys, that. Guys, sure. very quickly, I've got to bounce. Um, I apologize. It's 1 a.m. I've just got back with the dogs, but I've got Jeez. to, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to Yeah, get we're going to bounce around okay. too anyway because I know Tony's got a, Tony's got a space. Take it easy, guys. I love talking to you, man. He's a really yeah, nice Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Come, keep coming through, dude. I love your takes. Adabody, what's up? Oh, that's what's up. No, I was just, uh, let's say, just responding to uh, J- uh, Jake. Oh, yeah, Cyber Jake. <laughs> cool. Um, but no, that's cool. You developed your own AI for that. For that, I mean, I have no experience with that. Um, but it's interesting. I, I would love to see what that would be like compared to working with a person because, like, me and my wife, I mean, that's like we're that two person duo. I, I mean, yeah. it, it's just even hard to even imagine. Like, well, I, I would have Can to I use an example? Like, Sure, definitely. Um, so there, there are a lot of people doing it. And one example that you might see more popular and more mainstream today is AI girlfriends or significant others, right? 
that is an example of open source chat GPT being leveraged with the new data set and being trained into a new AI to create a product and service that's then marketed to people. And that's an example of like what I'm talking about. Like that's not something that'd be popular with just chat or even possible, not popular with chat GPT, but someone took the, the framework and the archetype of what chat GPT was reconstructed it and then set it to work with a new data set that it trained to be able to create that source of information and sales. Wow, that's awesome. I, I had a question. Uh, is there such a thing that would be able to like analyze what's already there? You know, it's like, because one thing it's like to describe what you want to the, to the, uh, you know, or even the AI uh, with the girlfriend where you're like talking to them, but it would be cool to be able to like show them something and then have their thoughts on it. Because like, as far as I can know about that, the only thing that I know does that is the uh, AI generators that will, you know, get an image that you feed into it and then they'll change it up. But never have I seen like, uh, at least that I know of one that would look at the image and then discuss with you that image and like get feedback and, and go back and forth with that. So you won't find that until you build it, basically, because there are there are some, but they're not proprietary and they're not monetized because they're people's individual AIs that they've developed. And that the one I was referring to, that product that basically creates a significant other for you, that's the closest thing I've seen as like a monetized proprietary version of it. Oh, other than, um, uh, well, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say about this because I'm on an NDA. But I've worked with a rather large company on developing something using Chat AI, uh, Chat GPT, and basically, it creates a a council of consultants that specialize in different fields based upon different data sets. So a company like, you know, Vanguard could use it to make important decisions, if you will. Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah, no, that that's pretty cool. Uh, but I would I would love to get it get into more of that learn that because that's like where we really struggle with is to be able to get feedback from what we're already putting up and and to like especially color scheming that i can imagine that would be a fantastic asset to be able to ask it questions and then it just be able to have a whole data set to just comb through and just give you exactly what you need well this space is recorded so i'm only going to leave it and limit it to that but if you want to know more i'll talk to you privately about some of yeah y'all dm each other jake um out of body is one of my one of my new favorite. Um, obviously, Fondue, but he's been for a while here for a while. Out of body is one of my new favorite um, music NFC artists. He did a drop on Saturday. Um, it's pinned to the top. Incredible story and art. So y'all should definitely link. And I ain't trying yeah. to say it like this, but Jake, you know I don't usually quote cosign like that. He's fucking fire. Uh, yeah, honestly, it's hard to get Max to say shit like that. So, yeah, I actually really do appreciate that. I was actually going to ask Max, are you in the A today? Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, you want to grab a coffee or some shit? What? Today's Tuesday. Let me see. Maybe either tomorrow or Thursday. Um, trying to think if we should do morning or afternoon. Sometimes, because I do the space at eleven, and then by the time I'm off the space, it's like I got to go do a bunch of other shit. But I maybe yep. we'll do sometime in the morning on Wednesday or Thursday. If not, a hundred percent next week. Um, sure. are you in? Are you? I'm. I'm in really close in to South where you. Are. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm right oh, by Lennox. Oh fuck. Okay. Nice. Did you you moved up then? Because you were south of me for a while. Yeah, I was in Midtown. Now I'm in Brookhaven, so I'm like right by Lennox. Oh, I'm right by the Capital City Golf Course. 
Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's fire golf course. I suck at golf, but I know it's beautiful. Um, but yeah, no, no. We'll definitely link in the next, like, if not Wednesday, Thursday, then next week for sure. It's, e- it's always easier for me to, like, book quote a week out. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's what I always try and ask homies, like, at least a week out because I'm busy too. So it's like, you know. Oh, I already know. Yeah, just so y'all know too, like, Jake's got a ton of experience shooting, like, videos. We We actually... He was on set when I think we did a video or two in Atlanta and, and ran probably one of the biggest um, studio spaces in Atlanta. So y'all need to y'all need to link with him and, and, and hit him up because he, the dude knows his shit. Yeah, actually, I met Max, I think, because he was filming like a music video. And um, I just yeah, we were doing that Balboa shit with those models. Remember? That shit was so funny. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> There's an unreleased pick from that that is so fire, and I, I don't know. I'm waiting on it. it it's cover art shit. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> Max, yeah. we're going to have to talk about this a little bit because I have like a Rolodex of photos I've taken from the studio of just the craziest shit. <laughs> All the BTS. Yeah, basically, you know, I got a picture of me with a uh, key Glock with like a fucking mini mini Draco and a drum, like shit like that. Yeah, of course you are. You're in Atlanta. <laughs> your your Rick Ross story is the best. Yeah, that one's nuts. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, no, that's hilarious with all the chains and shit. That's fucking amazing. All right, well, hey, I'm about to wrap it. Um, you know, we'll be back 11 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. Um, at about, I'm gonna play that No Sleep song. I'm, I'm gonna go out on No Sleep, play it for you. Um, cause I know, uh, out of bodies drop has a lot to do with like dreams and sleep and, um, you know, just a whole myriad. And if you want to listen back and, and we talk about it at the beginning, um, incredible drop, but this one is called no sleep. I'll definitely probably going to turn it to some form of crypto music within the next year, maybe. Oh, Siri just interrupted me. What? Um, but I don't want to say it yet cause it's kind of expensive, but it's fucking sick. Ordinals. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. You need a little more cash for that. But I just love the immutability of it. And I don't know, it's a little ways away tech wise from where, you know, I'd like it in terms of quality. But I think it's gonna get there to some degree. I haven't touched the ordinals yet, but they do have um some potential. Dude, they got massive potential, but it I I think it is a little ways away. But this one's no sleep. Um wrote it about uh, it's kind of like got a dichotomy of like, you know, first love, past relationship, plus, you know, more of the theme is lost a uh, my dad's best friend and older surrogate older brother's father to uh, he took his own life. Um, you know, back when I was honestly a child, I was like 14, 13 or 14. And I started having sleep paralysis after that. So it's kind of about like the struggles um, from that. And, and oddly, like even after I listen to it every time, I never leave sad. Like there's some positivity in it. I I don't know. But um, back when I was writing it or finishing it up and like tracking final vocals, I would literally having like night, like nightmares. Like I got myself, you know, so into that place emotionally that like I had a few like shitty dreams and I'm like, you know, that's part of the process, part of the story. And you know, it, it, that's how it goes. And I'm not mad about it. It just kind of (laughs) sucked, but yeah, this is, this is no sleep. I've been getting no sleep, no sleep, no Feeling really empty, empty, oh I've been getting no sleep, no sleep, no 
Awesome, man. Really, of course, man. Yeah, I love that song. It, one of the, uh, I don't know if you could hear at the end, but um, when it's definitely like brought down more and I'm singing those O's, um, you can hear like some hi-hats in the background and that's because the chorus and kind of like that hook, uh, I just like, I like wrote it in the car, like on the way up to a studio or like, you know, home studio and um, was just like messing around with it and hit record and just had you know hundred dollar Sennheiser mic, and it was coming through the monitors, and I just like sang that chorus all at once in like one take, and I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> that may be the take right there." So it's literally like the chorus. I mean, the verses and all that are on like a different mic, but that chorus is literally straight on like a one take, a hundred dollar mic coming through, you know, tracks coming through like Yamaha monitors. So it's kind of cool. Like if I sent you stems, you could hear like all that has to get like gated out, but it, you know, it's impossible to take it completely out. But all for all, for all my producer nerds. Isn't that wild? That's yeah, uh, dude. That's wild. Yeah, we- <laughs> sure was dope. Max, you ready for this? Mr. Yellow. 
sometimes in like, and this is like making fun of Ben Armstrong, but I just, because it had to, it literally Please. was exactly what we were talking about. Sometimes, so like Ben announced his fucking divorce today. And so Yellow's making a joke, but I, I wonder how, if there's a piece of truth to this. Sometimes in life, he makes mistakes you can't undo. Sad to tell all of you that Ethereum and I are getting a divorce. She filed divorce papers to me today to get it out of the way so there are no questions. Yes, I am with Solana. She is just faster and cheaper. Oh my god! Can I throw something out here? Mr. Yellow is fucking hilarious. What's up, Jake? Um, I'm strongly an advocate against BitBoy Crypto, <laughs> and he tried to hire me when I was working at the studio, Max. And I hate that dude. That's like the only person I hate in Web three. So you know his team and all them? Yeah, dude, they're Atlanta based. I know, I know. I I kind of want to meet the new guys who are running like the the off uh, offshoot, bro. Uh, do you like Don't any quote of them? They're a bunch of ass eaters. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I kind of worry. I, I'm quoting you on that one because uh, I cannot imagine it any other way. Like, if you're willing to Let work me... with, if you're willing to work with this fucking clown, like you gotta be, you gotta be. There are many versions of him, and I'm not going to keep pushing it. But all I'm going to say is, um, he blocked me for good reasons because I totally called him out, and I was like, bro, how are you going to rebrand yourself? And your fucking LinkedIn still says BitBoy. Oh my God, Jake, the ultimate troll. That's fucking wild. <laughs> I, I saw that on my timeline a little bit ago that he said he was filing for divorce. I'm like, I went down, we, we talked about everything on a space, like, I don't know, when it was all going down like three or four weeks ago and like watched some of the live stream. I was like, oh my God. If anything, I felt bad for him, but you just can't fucking do like this shit. You just can't. You just fucking can't. You know what I mean? Drug, yeah, drugs, drugs do stuff to you, you know. <laughs> all right. Anyway, yeah. All right. So we'll be back 11 a.m. Uh, Eastern time. I don't think BitBoy will be there, though, because, you know, Jake can't let him know. Um, but back at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Fuck the FUD. We keep the shit moving. You know, we're all going to win. We just stick together. Stay positive by saying fuck you to the FUD. And uh, it's blessings, peace, and it's love. Appreciate y'all. Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse Misrepresenting the first Come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash Is under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth And play ring around the rosy While the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here Looking faceless Trying to make a living Selling friendship bracelets Dead ends Dragging out the max amount of payments Red down Days. Got him acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these token knocks They probing this bear, flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down, I'm just roasting knotters And then to end a long day, eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politic, I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over the impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds, fond doing the morning Forming mycological bonds, click the Yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play
life Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines They call it implausible when model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Two spaces.